episode 462 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you as always. That dude over there is Josh Langford. Hello. I am Glenn Percival. How's it going, everybody? Uh, interesting show this week uh, because I was looking at the uh, the agenda and I'm like, wow, we really don't have very much this week, but uh, we do now. So we just did an interview before the <laughs> before we recorded the podcast and uh, it, it yeah. went long like we usually do and it's awesome that it went long. Uh, we, we had a lot of great stuff. So uh, we got some new releases this week. Uh, an interview with the studio head from San Diego Studios, Christian Phillips, who hasn't been on the show for a long time. Uh, a couple of news items, what we're playing and watching around PS Nation, Josh's review of Layers of Fear, uh, and then a review of a Blu-ray. Where the fuck do you get these all the time? Uh, weaponized, it's called. Sounds like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, big update on MGC and at least one email, and we'll get the hell out of here. <laughs> Yeah, we're just starting, but we're already an hour in. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Christian is a great friend of ours. We've, we've known him for a long time, and uh, we, we haven't had him on the show for a long time. And, and basically, it's just because, like I said at the very end, I, I always feel like I'm bothering him because he's a busy guy. So uh, it's it's great that we got him on the show again. He's always a blast to talk to. So, yeah, it is weird, though. It's, <clears throat> it's like we took a break already. We still have a break in the agenda. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, well, you have to do all the oh yeah opening stuff. Mm, oh yeah, I thought you had something else to say. That's why I was waiting. Do your job. What if I don't wanna? I guess I will. All right. Uh, so a lot of different ways you can find us and reach us and all kinds of contacting and touching and feeling in the boy. Uh, you can check us out obviously on the on the hub of all things PlayStation Nation at psnation.com. Uh, you can check out all the reviews, all the news articles that we put up there. Uh, you can also hit the Contact Us section on the left side of that page where you can hit a button to send us an email that way. You can find our PSN IDs. You can uh, find our Skype ID. You can find our Twitter accounts, all kinds of cool stuff. You can even hit that Forums button up on top of psnation.com, take over to the forums and check that out. Or you can go directly to psnation.com slash forums as well. Uh, if you uh, want to find us on Twitter, you can do that a couple different ways. You can find our individual accounts. Josh is at uh, PJF Josh. I am at Torgo PSN, and of course the main account at PS Nation, where you'll find all the cool. I mean, literally, even if you don't like doing Twitter, like still follow us if you're interested in anything that we're doing during the week. Because anytime we stream, anytime a video goes up, anytime an article goes up, anytime a review goes up, anything that gets posted on our YouTube channel, our Twitch, or our, our website, it goes up on Twitter, and you'll know right away. Uh, you can also find us at Stitcher, although they were having some server problems the last few days. Uh, so Stitcher was actually down for a few days, but they are back up and running, and you can find us there in the video game section. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio, and as I've mentioned a couple times, Google Play is going to start supporting podcasts very soon. It sounds like the end of this month. Uh, so if you use Google Play for anything... You'll be able to find our podcast there. We are already set up for it and everything else. So as soon as that service goes live, we will be there. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail on Skype if you just call WDT-Torgo. You can uh, check out our Facebook page and like it over at Facebook.com slash PSNation page. And we still have people trying to join our group. <laughs> Even though I have a big message at the top of it saying we've moved. Go here. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. Uh, that's because it's all spammers. That's why we got one of the reasons we got rid of the group because it was just nothing but spammer, spammer, spammer every day. Uh, you don't forget to check out our podcast network over at vgevo.com. 
Uh, and uh, last but not least, if you want to help support us, if you want to pay for all of our Photoshop subscriptions that I totally forgot that we had, and <laughs> when I did the financials, I'm like, oh, yeah, we pay that every month, don't we? Uh, our, our server bills, our hosting, our actual support uh, our, our other hosting at Libsyn, all this stuff that, that costs us money. Uh, we don't have a Patreon. What we do instead is we have our affiliate link section set up, which I am going to be setting one up for Loot Crate this week, by the way. Uh, I got all the information. I'm going to be setting that up. Uh, but uh, if you go over to psnation.com, over on the left side, you'll see affiliate link section. Instead of going to these websites on your own, if you could, just click on the link. Uh, in our little section there on the website to go to that website and do your shopping. And what happens is we get a little percentage of anything you buy uh, as for, for us referring you over to that site. So uh, thanks to everybody that does that. Uh, you wouldn't believe how much that helps us out uh, in terms of just not having to pay all the stuff out of our pockets. And uh, it, it really does help uh, support the podcast, supports the website, supports all the things we do, including E3, which is we're already talking about in February, even though it's in June. So uh, we thank everybody for doing that. And also for the folks that actually do uh, set up like a monthly thing on PayPal. Uh, we never asked anybody to do that. Some people just want to do it because they don't want to shop. Uh, and that's totally cool. And we appreciate it. Uh, it. It always brings a smile to my face when I see a little message pop up. So uh, thank you sincerely, folks, for, uh, for all that. And that's it for me. Now do your job. My job. No. Bitch. All right. New releases. Yeah, a lot of them. Holy shit. Yeah, for next week, for February 23rd, Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders. What is this, 1976? <laughs> Wait, is Disney um, going to allow that anymore? <laughs> I Very strange. Um, an intricate and... It's thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. Uh, an intricate and celebrated storyline adapted from the classic Agatha Christie novel Ooh. providing... Hours of gameplay. Uh, the classic novel brought to life with full acting, full voice acting, and vibrant cell shaded 3D graphics. Ooh. Um, study crime scenes. It looks like uh, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes was doing well enough that somebody said, let's get in on this. <laughs> <laughs> let's get in on that 70s Agatha Christie action. Yeah. Um, yeah, it it essentially looks a lot like a like a Sherlock Holmes game. Yeah. So there you go. Thirty nine ninety nine. If Agatha Christie is more your your thing, then have at it. <laughs> Could be cool. It's your thing. Yeah. I know. I see a lot of people wearing uh, like t shirts for bands and everything, and then you see that odd person with Agatha Christie nineteen ninety three tour. Yeah. Yeah. Right, come on. Uh, and apparently, Gianna Sisters' Twisted Dreams director's cut, which was supposed to be coming out this week, is yeah. apparently coming out next week now, 1999. Oops. And The Last Tinker City of Colors, 1999. Mm. Um, but hey, they're coming, and they're physical, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Ooh. That is twenty nine ninety nine. Um, six classic games in one, including a new challenge mode that remixes levels for a whole new gaming experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then 
there is the Mega Man statue and E-Tank with Mega Man Legacy <laughs> Collection game. Okay. Uh, for $129.99. Wow. Uh, or you get the 3DS uh, limited edition one with the gold Mega Man Amiibo. Oh, yeah. I saw something about that. Um, but this one is the statue plus E-Tank plus game. Uh, helmet and buster light up when his left leg is touching the E-Tank. Hmm. The statue stands nine inches tall. The E-Tank stands four inches tall and is powered by USB cord and AC adapter. Huh. All right. So, yeah, that's completely unavailable at Amazon. It's probably completely unavailable everywhere. (laughs) You can pay five times the amount at eBay, though, I'm sure. Probably. Um, Or just check around. Somebody may still have it uh, available. Who knows? Um, if you really want that. Yeah. Or the gold amiibo with the 3DS. Or just check with Ben Palmer because he probably bought five of them. True. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then we have Far Cry Primal. Cool. Which is $59.99. That was one I played a little bit of at PlayStation Experience. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then we have Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. Nice. Which is another one I played. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, that's fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Then there is the Deluxe Edition, which is $69.99. And the, what, yeah. do you have what the extra 10 bucks gets you? Yes. Cool. Get, get ready. It's big. Strap in, folks. Plant Class Custom Accessories Pack. <laughs> Full customization set for a plant class character. For 10 bucks. Z- zombie Class Custom Accessories Pack. Oh, okay. Full customization set for a zombie class character. Mm. Mystery Character Variant Pack. Guaranteed Plant or Zombie Character Variant Unlock. <laughs> And Plants vs. Zombies Coins Starter Pack. Mm. Instant chest of in-game Plants vs. Zombies coins. Well, the coins are nice. I mean, the thing is, that was one of the cool parts of the first Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare was that they were kind of gearing it towards kids, and they didn't want a lot of parents pissed off at them when the kids started buying DLC. So you can still buy the in-game currency with real money, but you can earn it in a pretty steady uh, a pretty steady way. And what you do then is you can buy these card packs that unlocks uh, different, uh, different like, sub, subclasses, that sort of thing. And then you can unlock different skins for the, for the characters. And they're doing the same thing in the second one. And as far as the beta looked, it still kind of had that same model. So basically, you're just getting a, a head start on a couple of those things for the extra 10 bucks. And the, the, the thing is, like, the variants aren't just skins. A lot of times they do have kind of different attacks or whatever. So not just looking different and looking funny and all that, but sometimes you get a different gun or you get a different uh, special attack or, or whatnot. So that's not bad. I, I will say it's not bad. Can I, am I allowed to speak? Oh, of yeah, this? yeah. 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 Of what? Okay. Uh, well, I have a code for it. Oh, I, I just entered it the other day because the original code I got didn't work. <laughs> I thought that was um, Xbox One. 
Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They're both, both codes were Xbox one. Okay. The original code did not work. Okay. Um, this code I did just get to put in. I got the game downloaded. That's as far as I've gotten. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I will play it this week. Um, well, and I set up EA access today, so I should be able to play it on Xbox one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to stream that. Off EA Access, you definitely are. Well, but this is not EA Access. Doesn't matter. This is the full game. Yeah, but on EA Access, it's the full game too, and that's why the re- but it's well, no, no, no. The review yeah. embargo actually coincides. Finally, coincides with when it goes up on EA Access. So as long as you abide by that, you should be oh, good. Oh, so long as I wait for that? Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, that's been our complaint for a long time, Josh and I both, is that you could play it on EA Access, yet we had to wait five days to put the review up. Yeah. It was so silly. Um, well, no, I mean, on EA Access, you get it for like 10 hours. Right, or right. Or something like that. But it's the full um, game. Yeah, it's the full game, but, you know, yeah. it's for 10 hours only. Um, which for some games that... That matters, you know. You're yeah. only going to see a part of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, it, I mean, for those that don't know, it was it was funny. So we we have it for PS4, uh, but they sent physical discs up for PS4 because they didn't have them up on the store yet. So we were supposed to have it Friday originally, and then all of a sudden we were supposed to have it Saturday. Well, Dave didn't get it till Monday, and so I was kind of emailing back and forth, like I was freaking out because it didn't show up. I'm like I, I thought it maybe got lost or stolen. So I emailed him and I said, hey, nothing ever showed up. You know, what do we do? And they're like, oh, no, you'll get it. But if you want, we have codes for Xbox One. I'm like, well, I said, can I get one for Josh? Because all my friends are on PS4. It would, it, I, I would waste it on, on Xbox One. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, it, it really is. So we got it for Josh. And then the first code he got didn't work. <laughs> yeah. First code. I, and I, you know, I understand why it's like this. Yeah. Because Microsoft uses the same codes essentially for everything. Yeah. Everything windows and Microsoft, everything Microsoft. So it's like a 50 digit code, you know, and you're putting that thing in on the virtual keyboard on, on the Xbox one on your controller. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. It takes freaking forever. Yeah. And there's three codes that were there. There was one for the game, one for this unlock one for, and I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> so I, I finally get the first one all typed in and it says, this code has already been used. And I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> and I look at it again real carefully. And I'm like, no, that's what I typed in. And I was like, I'm not even going to try typing in the other two. Yeah, Fuck this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we got a new code and it worked and that's great. Oh, Thank good. You. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I did get to play this with, you know, with the guys at the EA event, um, back in October, November, October, uh, whatever day, month I don't remember it was. anymore. Um, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, they really so. expanded the, the universe quite a bit, man. It looks so good too. Yeah. So yeah. were you going to give a code away? Is that what huh? you were saying? No. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were giving one away or something. No, the I, I only the code is just for the game. Oh, that was okay. It. okay. And it's in now. So one thing I wanted to, wanted to mention though about the PS4 review. So they only set up uh, last night. They set up a, a a session for people to get on and play online. And by the time Dave got online, nobody was there. So. I'm sure what happened was most of the most of the other uh, writers that got on to play, they played like one or two matches, and they're like, "Ah, oh, that's all I need to know." 
and they got off and, and by the time Dave got on there, there was nobody <laughs> left. So the problem is, you know, this game is, is a good majority of the game itself is, is multiplayer online and we don't want to post a review of the game without Dave being able to play that. So what we're going to be doing is Dave is going to be posting kind of an impression so far of the game because there is a lot of first uh, of uh, single player content this time around. Yeah, there is. So we're going to put that up. And then we're going to have Dave do the full review when he can actually play it online for, uh, for a, a decent amount. And we're basically just going to roll that all into another full review. So we're going to take his impressions, put that in the review, etc. And we just want people to know about that because it was great that EA got the game to us so early. But you know, something that relies so heavily on multiplayer, we want to be able to make sure that we're covering it correctly. And you know, just putting a review up of playing like two matches online or something just isn't enough. So we just want people to know what's going on with that one and, and you know, just keep your eyes on PSNation.com uh, for, for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where was I? Plants for Zombies, Garden Warfare 2, Deluxe Edition, and then Zombie Vikings mm. is getting a physical release, 1999, cool. and that's coming out on the 26th. So a couple days after Tuesday, essentially. Yeah, I think that's Friday. 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 Maybe because it's going to Nintendo, too. Because doesn't Nintendo usually do some of those uh, uh, releases on Fridays? Uh, Maybe. I bet you that's what it is. It's a worldwide release or something. Wait a sec. Well, I don't have it here. All Um, right. No. Uh, Whatever. No big deal. All right. uh, So without further ado, let's uh, let's do this, this interview. Uh, we talked to our, our good friend Christian Phillips from San Diego Studios for about an hour, uh, but it's a great listen, folks. I mean, it really does fly by. We didn't realize how long we went until I looked. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, so give this a listen. We talk all, all things San Diego Studios and even some other crazy shit. All right. Driving around San Diego and probably, I would say, a Bentley at this point. Our, uh, someone that has been on the show for a long time, our friend Christian Phillips from San Diego Studios. Hello, hello. Yeah, uh... I wish it was a, even just a, a, a Mazda Miata. A Miata. Like you could you, you like to greatly overstate uh, the style of my life. But <laughs> what I will say is that it is a beautiful, sunny 74 degrees. And for that, <sighs> I am completely unapologetic. You know... Words well, hurt, at Christian. Five o'clock in the, at, at 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's snowing here. Evening. To be fair, right, it, snowed exactly. here, it snowed here yesterday, and today it was 60. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> Seems to be the way yeah. it comes. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, like, been, what's your official title ahead. now? Is it still the same thing, Christian? Uh, yeah, uh, my official title uh, remains Studio Head, San Diego Studio, uh, okay. Sony San Diego Studio. Um, I think... Uh, um, What's a lot more public probably now is the direction that I've taken some of the studio's internal as well as our external development efforts. Right. Uh, anyone, anyone who's followed the studio closely knows, obviously, that first and foremost, we're known for our franchise, the show. Uh, that remains our anchor AAA uh, platform. Right. Uh, what we've uh, what we've always att- uh, attempted to do and looked to do, just like any other AAA um, studio, uh, 
thinking first party, you know, the folks at Naughty Dog, right. um, uh, you know, uh, is to build a second, you know, is to have a second internal development effort. Now, unlike those other groups, I, that second effort is not born out of um, individuals that fragmented off of the show. Um, the show remains a very tight knit and cohesive team. Yeah. But what, what we've been looking to do, and and you can see this over the years, is you know, uh, PlayStation Three uh, through external development, we brought pain to the the PlayStation Network and internally developed high velocity bowling. Right. Um, for for PlayStation Move. Uh, we went external and partnered with an amazing company uh, called Zindigi Games that actually um, put out, in my opinion, the three best move PlayStation Move titles uh, available. And then, um, you know, we've stayed internal, obviously, the entire time supporting the different platforms with uh, MLB The Show. So the show continues to be that pillar franchise, but we had a secondary team, uh, or I shouldn't say a secondary team, but a second internal development team that in the past had focused on basketball. Right. And so what we had them refocus on very early on was uh, being the team behind shipping My Nation Racers for the PlayStation Portable. So right. the PSP SKU was developed internally. And then the PlayStation Vita SKU of My Nation Racers was developed internally by that same team. They then took over and completed and shipped uh, Little Big Planet Karting. Right. And then after that, we took a breather. And I think I, I might have come on and actually talk to you guys right around the time that we did the game jam about three plus years ago. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, for those, you know, uh, well, I'll just, you know, uh, I'll just assume nobody knew uh, <laughs> that's listening, uh, knew about that, but we did, we did an internal game jam where the um, individual on the team, just real quick, um, they got to pitch the concepts in front of the whole team. They had to rally some support. There was a voting system. We then uh, let the team decide on the top 10 concepts that the team wanted to jam on. And they had three weeks to get me something playable. Nice. Out of that, um, we ended up with actually 11 playable. And um, we focused on three of those. One that I killed uh, over two years ago. Um, one that remains unannounced. That's a slow burn, and then the other one is kill strength. Right, right, right. So that's where that came, uh, uh, and that was born out of. And in understanding, okay, if we're going to do this complete different approach from a development perspective, then. This is me now thinking, you know, out loud, uh, you know, in, in hindsight. It, it was about thinking about, well, is there an opportunity to also explore and pioneer a new business model? 
And so, you know, uh, Josh, I don't know how familiar you are with our studio, but Glenn, you definitely know this about us as a studio. Um, We are just crazy enough that we always take on something new and completely um, different from anything Sony's ever done. I think you're a little bit farther than just crazy enough. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, well, and and I appreciate that, but, I mean, the reality is is that we tend to to play that role, and we're totally comfortable with it and motivated by it, and so that's what we did with Free to Play. We decided, you know, that uh, my... uh, Myself and the leadership team, and, and the way I run the studio, it's it's run um, very much like, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, mayhem? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say mayhem. It's <laughs> more like a federal state, right, where, the reality, you know, I am big government, for sure, but Chris Cutliffe runs the state of uh, baseball, and I don't necessarily necessarily tell him what he can and can't do per se, but I do have a lot of say in what he can't do. Right. Uh, right. And the same goes, you know, for Pierre. I guess that you know that that's more the model, um, it, which it, you know is amusing me as I say it. Um, but you know, the reality is, is it's out of respect for both those guys. Right. I mean, Chris Cutliffe is one of the greatest. Uh, unsung hero producer, executive producer, game directors of this industry. Right. He, um, you know, and selfishly thank God because nobody's poached him and I just ruined it by talking about it with you guys. So whatever, you know, it's cool. Yeah, but don't um, worry about Christian. Nobody listens to this podcast, so you're fine. Oh, well, cool. Uh, if you can edit out his name and just go beep, you know, that would be cool. <laughs> Mr. Um, Mr. Black. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, uh, so baseball, you know, obviously is something that the Chris runs and owns. And when it comes to the internal free-to-play, it's definitely Pierre um who runs that, uh, runs Killstrain and the, uh, and the unannounced title. And then Jeremy Ray is overseeing Guns Up and Drawn to Death right, from right. an X-Dev. And so as a studio, we're now all in on the, on the, the free-to-play model. We believe that we understand what it is that console players want. Uh, we greatly appreciated the way you guys at PS Nation handled reviewing the game. Um, you didn't love it at first. You came back. You gave it another shot. You loved it. <laughs> um, we're glad that that played out, but irrespective of the fact that it played out that way, the fact that you guys came back, right, tells right. us that, you, you know, at least what, in terms of reviewing this space, you guys understand the concept of these games. They're not genres. It's a business model. So, odds uh, are that you, you guys, uh, the argument could be made that you guys should review Guns Up again a year, you know, into its life uh, to, yeah. to talk about whether or not it's still delivering 
the entertainment value and on the aspects that it got praised the first time around, right? Yeah, like, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that's a bit extreme, but it, it's me trying, right, to make a point of how these are games that have lives. And it's not this big push, right, at introduction, and then we as publishers walk away and wash our hands and go, okay, now let the market decide. Well, and isn't that part of the concept uh, of what you guys are doing with the three separate games, is that uh, between Guns Up, Drawn to Death, and um, uh, Killstrain, they seem to have kind of different models. Or is is that kind of the idea yeah. to see which one maybe works better than the other one and is that what's going on or was that just a decision like we're just going to handle this one this way and and you know the other ones can do what they need to yeah no i am i so god i feel i feel like i should, should send me five bucks in the mail just for asking me the question <laughs> um uh thank you it's like on a tee and it's um, painted orange, hey man. and I've got. We're, we're going into our tenth year of doing this. We we've done this before. I have right, <laughs> and I've got the biggest fucking bat on my shoulder right now. It's, it's so awesome. Um, now, the the approach that we used when it came to monetization for our titles, uh, and internally, I've been fighting really hard to. Uh, really limit from a studio level how much we say free-to-play versus games as a service hmm. because I, I feel that there are certain connotations that frankly I think are unfair um, for most games on you know from a negative perspective on what free-to-play means but anyway back to your question is that each one when we started off making the game the directive and and the sole focus at every stage has been what's a great and fun game and experience. That's why I keep harping on the fact that some individuals continue to refer to free-to-play as a genre. Sure. It's not, right? So Kill Strain, it's a multiplayer, top-down, twin-stick shooter. What I'm most interested in at the end of the day when I sit on a milestone review for Killstrain and where I hammer them on is camera frame rate uh, control scheme and you know game mechanics yeah and then at the very end I go oh yeah and let's walk through you know what you got, you know, what progress you've made in terms of monetization design. Cool. But what's first and foremost important now, that's not to be completely dismissive to monetization, but it is to illustrate the point that at the end of the day, Killstrain's got to be a great game. And the great thing about our monetization team is that they're all hardcore gamers. Sure. And so, my approach, or even me describing it this way, isn't going to wouldn't put them off because they actually know the immense value that they bring to the table and that they represent, from my perspective, to the pro, you know the end goal and the end process. 
but each game will be totally different. In fact, to the point where, like, with, uh, so, a little exclusive for you guys, but will come as no shocker, so I'm sorry, it's not that <laughs> going to be that exciting, is that the monetization design on Drawn to Death is, like, extremely David Jaffe-centric. We, yeah, we, we didn't. We talked about that after uh, PSX. Yeah, we didn't see eye to eye with him on a lot of his wants. Um, and I've got some really smart people I've, that I've been fortunate enough to bring into the studio that they they know the space and they've proven their success um, already internally and. You know, even for them, it was a bit of a difficult pill to swallow, but but why wouldn't we? Because it's David. Exactly. And so, and and the reality is, is on David's side, you know, I pushed back hard and David met me halfway. And what we agreed was he has a vision and a passion for this game. Let's give it a try, and that's why we do these limited access, um, um, you know, uh, releases, right. is so that we can test these theories out in controlled environments. And so we will test out and and do everything we can to make it, uh, the, the approach David wants to use work. And if we're seeing that the community is not responding then I'm not even going to really have to have a conversation with David because if there's one thing that David puts first and foremost, it's fans. Right. Right. So he's going to see the same response that I'm going to see. And we're just going to look at each other and we're going to nod and then we're going to pivot and we'll take a slightly different approach because, and I think the reason why it would play out that way is that, at San Diego Studio, you know, somebody saying, yeah, you know, we are not interested in creating negative game experiences. We want people, you know, uh, one of the aspects of the review that you guys put up that I really appreciated was that you guys were one of the only ones to mention the fact that there's no time gate in our game. Right. If you are insane enough to play for 48 hours straight without sleeping, you can. (laughs) And we at PS Nation are crazy enough to do that. Right. And how you can play 72, who cares, right? Uh, From my perspective, uh, I I don't think it's wise, but you can. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's getting people, I think, over some of those hurdles. And, you know, to understand, I think, you know, for those of your um, listeners who did give us a shot coming right out of PSX um, and had some um, negative experiences when it came to uh, matchmaking the servers and things like that, you know, we know and we've addressed uh, a lot of the server issues, um, I would say almost... uh, Almost all, if not all. Um, we've definitely addressed all of the database issues, which were also causing 
some crashes. We've introduced some new content. So it's worth giving it another shot. Sure. Play, you know, play it again. See, you know, and see, and see what you think. Um, it, uh, it, it is a game that I personally uh, have been chasing with this indie developer, Valkyrie, for almost, uh, it's going on four and a half years now, yeah. where it was just a Unity demo on a PC, and seeing those guys fly around when an explosion would go off or a missile would go off, uh, that ragdoll moment was, for me, just a, a, a big moment where I was like, I, I, I need this game in my life. Well, and and one thing I really like about Guns Up is the uh, the art style, but also the fact that you can get through a round in a pretty easy amount of time. So it's not like you're putting all this right. effort into like you're not going to get locked into this battle for an hour and a half or something. Uh, it, it's it's nice bite sized chunks, and and it makes a lot more uh, a lot more fun. Yeah, and that was definitely by design. Like we 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 built the game. You know, assuming that your average player would want to jump in, get in a couple quick, you know, understand if they were attacked or not, make the decision if they wanted to retaliate or not, and then maybe, you know, mess around with uh, tweaking their base camp and do one attack and then shut down and go to work. Right. Right. And And then come back that evening and... Just check in and have it just become that quick jump in and it's part of your lifestyle and then you jump back out. And I think that what we're seeing in player behavior is that people, it's not a bad thing, are spending a lot more time in the game than we had anticipated. Uh, but that's a great problem to have. I mean, you know, the, it, they're loving it, and um, it, the numbers and the goals that we've set ourselves, that we set for ourselves, uh, you know, we're we're pretty close. And I'm really thankful to the PlayStation community for for supporting it. I I would only ask that you know, if you stop playing it, give it another try. We just did a big content release. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I haven't been able to play it yet. I suck. <laughs> Well, ah, well that's what I like about all the free-to-play games that you guys are putting out. You can step away from them for a while. You come back, and so much has changed, and so much has been added. You know, things have been tweaked. Things are a little bit different. It's, it's nice to see that it's not just stagnant, that you're going to come back and see that same old game that you left or the broken experience, if it was broken at the time or whatever the, you know, whatever it was that made you leave in the first place, that when you come back, it's, it'll be different, you know, and yeah. it might be yeah. what you're looking for. Well, and I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of our goals is that, you know, um, if you really think about it, San Diego as a studio dabbled in this with, um, with pain um, in delivering episodic content. Um, one of the things that where we just didn't get it right with that game was uh, the cadence of updates and new content and release. Like, yeah. to your point, fans want to know that, that 
that this is a product that's being cared for and and curated. And so I'm glad that that you're feeling that way because I know the size of team and the specific individuals. I mean, Valkyrie is, I mean, they're a developer of, uh, uh, that worked on this game of roughly somewhere, well, if you really stretch it, 10. Sure. That, you know, that built this game. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, um, maybe the art style gives it an oversimplification, but think about the number of units and think about the number of uh, structures and destructibles that are on the screen at any one time and the amount of chaos that you're able to reign and all of this using unity, which, you know, it, it is a nice engine for ind- independent developers like, yeah. uh, like Valkyrie, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, isn't maximizing the potential of, the PS4 in any way, shape, or form, right? right. Like it's it's an you know it's it's an engine choice, right? They, they, they make certain choices and trade offs, and, and it's a great engine, and it's been a great engine for you uh, for uh, the guys at Valkyrie and to be able to develop it. Sure. And so when you when you look at that and you look at everything that's that that's able to push, the number of guys flying through the air and Buildings being destroyed. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot but of even, fun. It makes for some hilarious moments. The, the thing with that, even though it looks simplistic at first, it looks like a very cartoony, simple art style and everything. But when you play the game and you and you see it in action and everything, there's some really serious lighting and, oh, and yeah. other things going on underneath there. That it's it's not as simplistic as it looks. I mean, once you start to play it, you can see that it's. There's a lot of attention right. to detail in there, which is really cool. Well, you know, I'll thank you on behalf of the team. I know that a lot of effort was put into it. Um, and, and that's the, the irony, I think, in a lot of this is that the team put so much effort into making it look the way it does, you know, aesthetically, and artistically, that then to have, you know, uh, you know, uh, others come back and their feedback be, oh well, you know, stylistically this looks like a tablet game. Like, well, it, how closely did you look? Like, are you really realizing the amount? of work that went into the environments, the textures, the characters, their animations. Um, or, or did you, you know, just their screenshots? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? It's like, uh, I think you need to play this game to understand that um, without having to do some serious evaluation on prioritization of fidelity, um, to bring this to a tablet would it, it would it, it would require a significant time, and it, it would be no small deal. So, just to change direction a little bit, uh, and talking more about the the free to play model, and and you know, you guys testing out different ways to implement that. 
Uh, one of the things that I've noticed a lot lately, uh, especially when I went down to the studio where they did World of Tanks for PS4, uh, which is another free-to-play model, is it seems like a lot of people on the media side of things don't believe that console gamers really kind of understand or know all about what, what free-to-play really means and, and that it's more uh, something that, that's geared towards PC gamers still. Is that something that you've seen or, or that you're conscious of? And, and if, if so, like, do you, do you believe that? Or, or is it something that you're seeing even with, uh, with guns up already that, that kind of counter, counters that whole argument? Yeah, I think that, you know, with, with regards to guns specifically, it's probably still too soon to use it as a, uh, you know, uh, this is what I love about free-to-play, right? It, it taught me a whole new set of, like, fancy words to use. So, <laughs> like I'm gonna, synergy. I'm going to on you guys. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm going to use one on, on you guys in your audience. So, you know, you know, it, it, it's probably too soon to call it a cohort as we uh, analyze, um, uh, you know, the data okay. on whether or not this works. But that being said, now in all seriousness, I, to be honest with you, I, we don't we don't know yet. With with comes up, um, the data that we are seeing from guns, um, we are pleased with uh, the direction and the trend that it has. We like where the numbers are. Um, could we be happier? That's always going to be true. Sure. Um, so there's never going to be a time. I could be, I could be, I could be printing, you know, a uh, hundred dollar bills with that game. And I'd still tell you that I <laughs> think that we could be doing better. That's a feature of your um, car, right? You have a printer in there that prints hundred dollar bills. No, no, only <laughs> only when you go to sleep, Glenn. Ooh. Now it doesn't it doesn't help that I do stupid shit like allow you to be part of my social network life, where you see me um, spoiling the shit out of my wife, who, to her credit, has been putting up with this industry for twenty four fucking years. It's a strong woman so, right there. Yeah, so I think in the context of that, the pictures you saw yesterday start to make more sense. <laughs> um, for everyone else who's like, what the fuck? Uh, I took my wife via helicopter to a vineyard not too far from here. It was not that. Yeah, but it was like an, it was like an Uber um, thing, right? It, like it the... was your personal helicopter. Just tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're more right in that on the Uber analogy. Okay. I, I I found a place that was essentially an Uber chopper that would take us to a winery so she could have lunch, and then Uber back and come back down the coast. Uh, yeah, it's the least I could do for putting up with my ass. So anyway, <laughs> nice. Uh, right. Yeah. Nothing that Glenn loves more than flipping me shit about my life. Um, <laughs> hey, my goal know, in life but, is to live like sea pizzle. Come on, man. Uh, um, well, you know, I, I, I see the smoke to meats that you prepare. And I got to say, um, it's not like you're exactly living the the worst life in the world, <laughs> right? We're, we're right now we're on a 
came out video games. That's true. How, how yeah. shitty? How <laughs> shitty could your life really be? Exactly. And, and after this, you're gonna you're, you're gonna start thinking about whatever piece of meat, uh, a cut of meat it is that you're gonna smoke for the benefit of your consumption and that of those that are <laughs> this is pretty filthy. This is getting pretty filthy. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know. For what it's worth, I have to find yeah. I have to find a new so, house first, Christian. I can't think about all this meat smoking and all that stuff. I have to find a house to live in. Okay, sorry, right. another house. If you yeah, right, can have two houses. If you yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've never even owned two houses, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I barely <laughs> own one. <laughs> yeah, you know, goals. Goals, exactly. Life, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I do, you know, want to make sure that, that I think uh, PlayStation Nation, um, uh, all of your listeners, you guys, um, with regards to Guns Up and um, the Golden Minecart Award, um, the the team greatly appreciated the recognition. Uh, it, it, it means a lot, uh, especially when it's fan based. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, from our perspective, you know, fuck everyone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's right. We got a golden mine cart, uh, for, for guns and, yeah. and, and we've got a great, and we've got some great updates coming. So for those of you that are playing, just, you know, just stick with it, because trust me, uh, we've got an entire roadmap, and we've got an entire team just churning away. Uh, you know, we, we've we done a few updates in, uh, with content. Uh, the, our main focus has been stability. Stability is in, in check. Now it's about content. Um, so, you know, uh, anyone who, who's been away for a bit, Come back in and check in real quick. Yeah. You might still be able to get the Valentine's uh, bear head. Um, nothing better than running around like a teddy bear with a machine gun <laughs> or a rocket launcher. But, you know, if not that, we do have some upcoming uh, holidays where we will be equally, you know, as prepared. Is probably I'm, the best way to put I'm it. I'm just waiting for one of the vehicles to be a minecart in the game. That's I thought that would happen by now. I, I, I mean, if you want recognition past the golden minecarts, that's the perfect way to do it. Oh, or the golden minecart. Right. Oh, the golden minecart. There you go. The golden minecart. Right. Yeah. Uh, or, or like so, Jeremy said on his acceptance speech for yeah. Guns Up, uh, the golden the Minecraft. Golden, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's what you get for not getting me to do the acceptance and uh, going to Jeremy. Um, but that's all right. You know, you guys go to Jeremy and Ramon, and the only way I get on this show is if I whine about it on Twitter. Well, well we didn't go to them. PR went to them. Oh, uh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're passing this off onto PR. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Well, the cool part is. PR has no idea I'm talking right now, so this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, but see, you're at a certain level that you won't get in trouble for it. Oh, I will, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You don't care. 
really. Uh, I gotta be honest, not really. All right, so I'll, uh, I'll give you each one juicy question that I may or may not answer. Ooh, and then right. I gotta run. And then I gotta run. Okay. So since Josh was the one with all the tech difficulties, we're gonna make him go first. Nice. All right. One juicy question, Josh. What is the next unannounced game that you have that's coming out? Damn it, that was my question. <laughs> Uh, for San Diego Studio? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so going back to the can and can't announce, uh, <laughs> or can't and can't respond. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the really cheap, 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 cheap Ooh. way out and say uh, uh, the show 17 for the oh. PlayStation 4. Wait, that's coming? Oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Actually, you bring up a good point that, that it just popped in my head, and this is not my juicy question. Uh, I, I need to voice my, uh, my disappointment that 16 is only on PS4 and PS3 this year because, quite frankly, yes. I would take a Vita and PS4 over PS3 just because I still, and a lot of people still do play it on Vita and then transfer the save file over to PS4. So I'm just voicing my opinion. I yes. I know there's probably a ton of things that made the decision, but I just yeah. personally got to say I'm very did, upset about that this year. Yeah, we did talk about that on the podcast a little a little like a week or two ago, whenever it was. And yeah. we were saying that because we love taking we love taking it on the road. We love having yeah. it on the go. Yeah. And then yeah. coming back and syncing up and continuing. So just saying. No, uh I completely understand, um, and I appreciate, Glenn, that, you know, you threw in to that uh, commentary that, you know, you can appreciate that there are a lot of hard and difficult conversations and discussions that have to be made to make the decision. Um, for us as a team, um I'll say this: it, it was it was driven at the team level, so it's it was not necessarily a, a, my any sort of corporate statement about the PlayStation Vita or support for the Vita or anything on the, along those lines. It was a hundred percent our team sitting down and discussing our development cycle. You know, we, we, we only have so many hands to, to apply to keyboards and, you know, uh, is you guys know, um, our, our PS4 SKU in terms of feature parity with the PS3 wasn't there yet. Right. Um, right. There was still content and aspects missing, um, that, Making a difficult decision like signing to Sunset um, our PlayStation Vita effort on the show specifically um, was a difficult one, but one that then paid in dividends that improved the PlayStation 4 experience. Hmm. And so... Right, it was a 
Well, to be cold and surgical, it was a cost benefit. Well, but, the thing is, it, it kind of shows because it really does. It really does seem like yeah. the show this year has more very visible improvements over previous years. I mean, there's a right. lot of stuff in the in it this year that you know we saw from going from 14 to 15 how big of a jump it was especially since 14 was the first year on PS4 and it already had a pretty decent amount of, of features. But man, from 15 to 16 is just huge this year. I mean, we're getting Sounds of the Show back. We're getting uh, uh, domes that can open and close, which is huge. And, and uh, like I, I think I texted you one day and I was like, just the, the simple fact that I can hit advance from the, end, from the end of a game to go to the next game or out of the show is just super big for me. And, and Ramon was saying it took like three months to implement that. Right. Yeah, and and, that, and these are things that, you know, we can't really go to the public with because we understand they're just going to go, shut up, you're whining, you make <laughs> video games. Wah, I'm, I'm having to, you know, I don't know, ladle soup at, you know, <laughs> Boudin for, um, you know, seven hours on my feet, right? Like, people have real jobs sure. where it's really uncomfortable and really, right? So, you know, we've got to be super careful. And, and when we go, hey, listen, you understand how hard our job is? And then they just go, wah. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, I mean, you know, these are these are the benefits, right? These are the trade-offs. These are the areas in which we go, okay, PlayStation 4, well, I mean, let's just take a step back and just all be honest for, for two seconds and go, whoa, PlayStation 4 and its success. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, obviously, from my end, I'm like, you know, I'm doing fucking, you know, I'm dancing like Drake, <laughs> right? And, hotline, and doing hot like bling, you know, moves. <laughs> But, you know, the reality is, is that we're like, holy shit. And so then we have to take a look at, you know, I mean, we have, you know, our team, our baseball team, we're hard. The reason that that team is the successful team that it is, is because it's so hardcore, so tightly knit and so small and lean. And so... One of the byproducts of it is is that then we have to make prioritizations, and I think we prioritize correctly. I think that people are going to be so thrilled with the PlayStation Four experience, and yes, it's not. I, I realize it's not one hundred percent the same, but let's not forget that there is remote play. So, it's uh, but, not but, like you but Christian. Can. I can't play remote play on the plane and I can't do it in the airport. And, and that's the, that's why I was so upset because you can't, if you would just stop being a cheap ass and you would buy the, the Wi-Fi in those locations. (laughs) Trust me, Wi-Fi on a plane does not work on remote play. I've tried. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm just saying, I don't know. Right. You know, maybe take a crowbar to that big PlayStation nation, rich wallet of yours. Wow. We all know, right? We all know you're driving a race uh, back and forth. No? Do I have this wrong? I think you have that wrong. 
<laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm sorry. I, I I was thinking about mu- the music industry. My bad. Exactly. Exactly. He can just bring the. P- he can. Glenn can just bring his PS4 on the plane with the portable screen. Yeah, and set it all up and just sit there and play. When I can barely I use a laptop, uh, yeah, with, with <laughs> as as close as those seats sit now anymore, I'd probably have to sit on top of the PS4. Nice and toasty. Yeah, it'll be warm. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to come up with a super juicy question, but I just know you too well, and I'm I'm anything I'm going to ask you or that I want to ask you, you're just going to say I can't answer it. Uh, how about this? I, I, we can- we could cut to the chase. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not at liberty to discuss. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How about this? And although I think okay. I think the original one was a Santa Monica game, I'm not sure. But how about at least let's start talking about once Drawn to Death is out for a long time. Can we start talking about doing a proper call, calling all cars two on PS4, please? There's your next free to play. That would be awesome. Calling all cars two on PS4 with a party system. And everything that the PS4 affords, that game would be amazing. Huh. Uh, so I'll I'll be honest with you. Um, I've like I've heard random people like comment about calling all cars, obviously. Um, but this is the first time where I where I've been caught just enough off guard where I'm like, huh. I actually made Christian Phillips speechless. Oh my God. You did. You, you, you know, for those that are as old as shit like me, you, you made a total Arsenio Hall moment where I went, hmm. <laughs> so, you know why? Because it's uh, planned. Uh, uh, I'll, leave, yeah, I'll, I'll, to dance I'll leave it. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that and saying, huh. Oh shit! <laughs> and 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 if and if you want to know, I mean, you you can ask Mister Jaffe. He knows how big I was on the first game, and actually, the night they turned the servers off, yeah. we got David to come on and play with us when they were shutting the servers down. Yeah, right. So yeah, no, I, I yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Oh, so I like it. Just say, um, I, uh, of course, uh, I will tell you right now, and you can edit this out if you want, but it's it'll be discoverable. Is um, you get no credit? Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We'll say thank you in the credits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the credits of what? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, if the game materializes, ah. I don't, I, uh, I don't want you coming knocking on my door asking me for a royalty check. <laughs> well, it's not about that. It's just about getting a game that I really, really want. We and just want to play. play it. Yeah, yeah we, we, right. We played the right. And so, I was just putting in, into you know into a recorded form <laughs> that yeah, we we will properly acknowledge you. I, I, I how about this? And, how about this? When the one game happens, has to be a minecart. Yes, when, one of the cars has to be a minecart. That that's all we ask. I think nice. that that's I think that that's fair compensation. I do too. I, I really it's do. Good. If it, 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 should it happen? I think it should. 
Yeah. My, <laughs> my biggest disappointment with the with the original one was that it wasn't like the, I was I was hoping I was desperately hoping that there could be just a a small update to the game. Small, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would allow peer to peer networking, like Warhawk did, you know, where we wouldn't need the the main servers to to run, so oh. that we could keep playing it. Because it ran on the Warhawk engine, damn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know. I, so. Uh, I don't know. Without getting in stuck in a rat hole, I think that one of the <laughs> things that we have to acknowledge and and you know give some props to calling on cars is that they also came out at a time that was where the PlayStation Network was still finding mm-hmm. its way and becoming the network that it was. I mean, I shipped during that time with pain. When I should paint, there was no in-game stores. Nope. That was not a thing on PlayStation. Yeah, it still the, introduced that. Was it still right? the HTML um, uh, PlayStation oh, store yeah. on the PS3? <laughs> you know, and you know, and uh, and then games like Pain and Calling on Cars and Blast Factor. I mean, you know, oh, oh, we these were the games where we were kind of stretching our legs and learn and learning the network side of things. And you look at the PlayStation network from then till now. And, you know, that's what makes, you know, Eric Lampau, um, who's uh, overseeing, you know, um, marketing for Sony, uh, you know, what, so, Sony Computer Entertainment America for the next um, couple of days um, mm-hmm. until the official name change is you know you know Eric is the guy that's been there from day one and he's really shepherded the growth that's happened on that network and there's no denying that and that network's grown leaps and bounds I mean it from what it started off as to where we are today fantastic yeah yeah definitely yep all right well there was my juicy question so uh i guess all right. i guess i wasted I'm it on, on conjecture calling all cars ps4 all right well you know i'll tell you i'll tell you what i what i say to others uh in the studio um I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> I've heard that one before from you. <laughs> nobody nobody knows about the epic uh, argument that you and I had about Mod Nation Racers on PS Vita because it didn't have online play. Right. Yeah. And and I ended it and I ended it how? Uh, no, I, it started kind of heated, but then we both started, you know, explaining our side, our sides, and our point of view. And then uh, I think you just told me to shut the hell up, and that was it. Yeah, I, I probably said, "Well, I'll take all of that under." Advisement. I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> no, it was too late in the cycle to even take that under advisement. The the deal was done, and that was it. Uh, you know, even my kids know that when I say that, what Dad really means is, uh huh. yeah so you know no offense but yeah and then hey uh one last thing uh amazing support from you guys obviously loving 
um, what you've done for, for Guns Up. Uh, we're stoked, obviously, for John's death and, and David's game. Yeah. And then Kill Train. I mean, oh, my God. That game, uh, it's becoming slightly obsessive for me. Yeah. And I suck at it. I'm still, like, a complete bullet magnet. Like, for those of you who are in um, the limited access, um, when I do jump on, it's C-Pizzle, and just know I'm going to help your KDA. Um, <laughs> for those of you that aren't in yet, keep going to killstrain, you know, well, no, com They don't even need to do that, Christian. They don't even need to do that because because you're awesome. You're awesome, uh, community manager. I have to I have to call him out because uh, he is one of my favorite right now. Uh, Zachary Thomas over at San Diego. Yeah. Uh, he actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been working with him for a long time on Kill Street and Guns Up and Drawn to Death, but um, he actually sent over a couple of weeks ago a thousand use voucher that we've been posting everywhere. We uh, actually awesome. put, put it on the podcast last week. We'll do it again this week, but. Um, yeah, as far as we know, there's still some uses left. So, uh, awesome. you know, Josh and I have talked about Killstrain a couple times. Like, it's not really, I mean, it, it is at its core, it's, it's a MOBA, and, and that's normally not a game I play, but we've both played it online. Uh, we played it for Extra Life, and we all so, had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> yeah. And, it, I mean, for me to actually keep going back to this type of game says something about it from my point of view, because uh, I've played some other ones and I haven't really enjoyed them. And Killstrain. Uh, is just different enough that it grabs me, especially having, uh, you know, that that third class out there that you, you know, one of my big right. things when I was playing with Josh is he was always on a different team, and I kept trying to pull him in and you know and, and infect him, and that was like my number one goal, just to take Josh and infect him and get him on my team. Yeah, right. <laughs> it took five times. Yeah, well, uh, I think that you know, I think you know, uh, so there there are MOBA esque aspects to it in that yeah. if you wanted to to you know to break the map down and and show you know that there are specific lanes and that there's a, and that you start off at level you know everyone starts off with in parity with level zero skill and that based on your actions within the game, you can go leveling yourself up um, faster than others, right? And that sort of thing. Like, yes, those are definitely very MOBA type of um, game factors, but or game mechanics, but where we then break the mold is that this is team-based, but it's dynamically team-based. So... Josh and I might be on the same team, but you, Glenn, might start off as a mutant. Right. And you might get your wish, and you might grab Josh, drag him into the strain, and turn him into a mutant. And now he and I are no longer teammates. And now Josh needs to make the decision of, does he continue to uh, to attack the opposite human team? Or does he now turn on his fellow teammate? Yeah, and, and like, yeah. that one change makes it so much more dynamic. It's crazy. Yeah, but 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 that he's he's presented with that choice, and the fact of the matter is, it's not definitive. Like it's not like oh, okay, now you're attacking attacking the yellow team. You can only attack the yellow team or right. the gold team, right? 
Like, that's not the case, obviously. Um, he can just completely troll. And that's probably, to be honest, why I love this game so much, is because it allows me to just completely troll. I mean, you know, <laughs> let's not forget that I'm also the guy who played a certain online racing game from another publisher on our platform that rhymed with Aerodice uh, <laughs> Arn. And one of my favorite things to do was watch for people trying to complete missions and then T-boning them in the middle of their jump. What a dick. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then running in the game, right? Just like yeah. driving away as fast as I could hoping they would chase me and keep doing that until they chased me. I, I may have done that once or, or 11 times. <laughs> I, I don't have a strong recollection, but you know, that's, what's great about kill strain is that it, if you're like me, where you love trolling, then there's nothing better than when you see the matchup come up. And you're and you're a mutant, yeah. Because mutant is the ultimate troll, yeah. And oh my god, it's so much fun! Oh my god, it's so much fun! And you know, uh, in you know, obviously uh, in our community section, we keep up to date with when servers are up for playing. You guys have some obviously some codes. We would love you know PlayStation Nation. Uh, listeners in there to help us because that's what's going to help us tune this game and get, and get it to the point where we're, we're ready to just open it up and let people come in so that there's even more folks to stop face. Nice. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. It, it's definitely all three of the games. You see this humongous change from where it started to where they are now. And two of them aren't even released yet, you know, and, and it's nice to see. And I, I, and I think that's why you're getting so much community involvement is that there is a visible change from like revision to revision. And, uh, I think it, it, it helps people buy into the concept of helping out more. Right. Well, and I hope that you're right. And thank you for saying that. I mean, I, you know, we, because we do actively listen, you know, in addition to the limited access and, you know, um, seeking out the feedback from the participants in the limited access. Um, I, you know, I, I was able with Scott Rohde's support to build out a user experience lab in in the studio in San Diego, and we've been able to staff it with researchers. Nice. I mean, these are PhD folks that this is what they do, right? And so. We bring them in, but the great thing is, is that these are all PhDs, but who have a passion for playing games. And so they're able to help us get to the meat of what's fun in in an experience without it being too, um, you know, like sanitized, if you will, right? Too clinical. Yeah. So it's been great. Awesome. Well, uh, you got MLB coming out end of March. So not, you know, like what, six yeah. weeks basically. 
Uh, you guys, you, you're feeling pretty confident? Duh. <laughs> we, feel, we feel just as confident as we do every year at this time. We say, hey, everybody, coming in hot, hoping landing gear holds. It's held every year. There's no reason it shouldn't this. Please tuck your head between your knees. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I talk about the game a lot, but seriously, you don't see many teams uh, the size of, of the, the crew that make the MLB games every year pull off what they pull off every year. I mean, getting, you know, year-to-year saves transferring over and, and now finally getting stadiums that open and close when, when there's a retractable roof and um, just the graphical upgrade that we see every year, even though it might not be new textures, or whatever, there's always a huge improvement, be it lighting, be it more, uh, more, uh, people in the stands and also very different people in the stands, that sort of thing. It, it, it it's still my favorite sports game out of anything. And there's a reason for that. And that is to me, it captures, uh, that feel of the real game and, and, that's why I play it so much. I'm playing it right now. I'm 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 uh, trying to retire my re- my third row to the show guy before the new one comes out. There you go. Well, I, and obviously, you know, we're always greatly appreciative of the recognition that you give the team and and, and the hard work they they put in. You know, um, I've had the privilege on you know in multiple settings. Um, during interviews to be able to talk about really the quality of that team and just how fortunate I am to be associated with them. Um, They spend, you know, a nice chunk of my career at Microsoft in first-party games and was part of some really killer franchises there and some really talented teams there. Um, uh, But there's been no team I've worked with, and I've worked with, uh, you know, teams like Rare at their height, um, that, you know, come close to the passion and commitment that uh, the show uh, team specifically uh, puts into that product. It's just, you know, it's, um, it's humbling. It's, and that's really the best way to put it. It's humbling. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, just to, just to get to say that I, you know, work at the studio that that game comes out of. Um, and, you know, my contribution, sadly, is mostly saying no. But <laughs> I get to, you know, I still get to say that, you know, I'm part of that same studio. And like I said, you know, it, it, that team's a humbling team. Well said, well said. Yeah. Right, well, we've taken enough of your time. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's been like an hour. I don't know if you realize that, but we've been talking for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching. Uh, I don't care. Well, um, you're a busy man, though. You're, you're an important man. Well, and I appreciate that. I, But, you know, at the same time, I mean, I think the last time I was on your show was like my financial contribution versus an actual presence. So <laughs> it's been far too long. It you has. Know, and, uh, and yeah. Well, I never yeah. want to bother you. I know you're always so dang busy. I never want to bother you with stuff. <laughs> well, um, thank you. But, 
you guys are no bother. You you've been behind the studio um, longer than anyone else I can think of in this space, and um, for that, obviously, you know, you guys always get behind the uh, velvet rope treatment. So. <laughs> Yay! That's right. VIP bitches. Oh boy. You guys just want you bottle service. All I ever hear is Rody trying to get me to send him barbecue sauce, so that's all I know of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, that'd be interesting. I don't, uh, like, I, 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 I'll say this. Um, he and I have a, a very close relationship, but I have no idea if he's someone who barbecues or not. He might be. He he says that he just likes to he likes to try a lot of different barbecue sauces. Like he doesn't even care what the meat is; he just likes the sauces. Maybe he smears them all yeah. on his chest. Yeah, and, I don't want to know well, about I that. Think, yeah, <laughs> I think you know me well enough now by now to know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to mess I up am, those fancy uh, socks you yes, have I, I am for I, I am for the listening audience. I am Argentine. I just don't happen to have an accent. No, but it is always funny when I see one of those press conferences and you're just rambling away. Uh, it, it's so odd yeah. to to hear that because you don't have that accent. Right. <laughs> yeah. Rambling away would uh, be a good descriptor. That's all right. Especially after today. Yeah, that's all right, though. We're, we're good at rambling. That That's the whole, that's the core of PlayStation Nation podcast. Well, I just assumed you'd, you'd fix it in post. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> well let's let's not let's not let it take as long as it did uh to get you on the okay. show again let's 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 do this sooner than later uh maybe you know we'll we'll do something when we get closer with drawn to death or, or kill strain and uh you know yeah absolutely. Uh, definitely you know kill strain's coming up next i can i'll confirm that for you and that uh, let's definitely do something around kill strain okay and then maybe if you don't run off like you always do at e3 we'll sit down and talk at e3 but see mm-hmm. what people don't know is christian shows up for like a day he just kind of walks through e3 says hi to everybody and then he gets on a plane and leaves yeah yeah it's true well i so um this shows you how incorrect uh glenn is <laughs> um i i live in san diego so i drive to e3 i walk around for a day and a half and then i get in my car and i drive away there's no flying there's no G6 lifestyle up in this bitch. Yeah, he has to. He has to, I, he has to. He has to. He has to, to to totally, you know, go ghetto on the G5 instead of the G6. So we get it. Um. Well, first of all, player, get it straight. It's either a G4, or a G6, or a G9. That shows how much that I I know about super jets. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, he can I, rattle actually, them right off. Yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, I, mean, I was just gonna say. I just actually made that shit up, and there's somebody in your audience right now screaming, "He's wrong!" <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, uh, E3 would be good. E3 cool, would be good. All right, we'll yeah. talk about it. Excellent. All right, All right. sounds great. Thank well, you for having me on this evening, guys. Thank you for your time, sir. Thanks. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah, great <laughs> speaking with you all. Thank all right, you. have a great one. All right. Bye. Bye.
All right. Well, again, thanks so much to Christian for taking the time to talk to us. Um, he, he is a busy guy, so it's great that we got that much time with him. And um, you heard it here, fo- folks. You heard it here first. Make calling all cars to happen. I already started the hashtag. I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's happening. <laughs> I think it's happening. Oh, my God. I, if, go back and listen to it again. I'm pretty damn sure it's <laughs> happening. I, I, I'm not kidding either because I, I, I talked to Christian quite a bit. I've never heard him speechless like that. Yeah. So, and this was not pre-planned. It's nothing that any of us talked about. It just, it's funny. It popped into my head because I was going through a bunch of old photos from MGC. And one of the first MGCs that we kind of did as PS Nation, we had this humongous room one night for our party on Saturday night. And we set up a TV and we had four player calling all cars going. And I looked at that and I just had all this... You know, nostalgia rush back, and I'm like, oh, I still want to play Calling All Cars again. So that's where that came from. (laughs) So that was awesome. All right, well, let's get to the news. Uh, First up, uh, as you're listening to this, this is available for download. Uh, The open beta for Tom Clancy's The Division is going to be live in a couple of days, uh, from February 19th until the 21st. You can go and download it right now from what it sounds like, and it'll just do an update if you have the closed beta client. So if you still have that on your PS4, it's supposed to just do an update. Uh, the new beta is going to uh, actually see a new mission as well as previous content from the closed beta. And as a special thank you, all who par- participate will get an in-game reward when the game launches. So that's pretty cool. Uh... Let's see here. I don't know if there's anything else in terms of uh, news. Uh, But it goes live on the Xbox One uh, a day early because they got their little exclusive. It goes live on PS4 and PC on February 19th. Uh, The beta ends on the 21st of February. And uh, I'll I'll say, this game, I have enjoyed the beta a lot more than I thought I liked the game. Uh, It it really is compelling. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's enough content there to keep it going for a while and uh, I really like it so far. So I'm looking forward to hopefully playing that this weekend a little bit. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you play it at all? Uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't in the beta or anything. Oh, okay, because I know you got a couple other ones anyway, so we'll have to talk about that maybe in what we're playing. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. I know this is something you talked about before. That's something I have on my iPad. <clears throat> ah, yeah. Um, Hitman Go is coming to the PlayStation. Uh, coming to the PlayStation 4 and Vita, actually. What? Which is pretty awesome. Um, it's fun. It's a strategy game, essentially. Um, you, it's, it's, I love the graphic style. I love the art style of it. Yeah. It's, it's something about it just grabs me in, in the way it looks. Um, and you essentially have this path that you can go on. You can move, uh, agent 47, one space at a time. Um, one segment line segment at a time. Um, and there are areas where you have branching paths. Um, so Hmm. you've got guards around. Um, some of them are moving. Some of them are not. Uh, you can move across little rocks and then you can throw the rock to get the guard to go check out what that sound is. Sure. Um, if they see you, you're, you're dead, you're done. Um, it's, it's a really cool strategy game. It's a really cool take on, on strategy games. And they did it with uh, Lara Croft as well. 
Um, and I have that one. They they both dropped to like a dollar. Oh, okay. At, at some point, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll grab them for a dollar." I got a dollar because I played them both at the uh, at the Agent Forty Seven thing. Right. Um, in and speaking of which, that was ten. the The Blu Ray was ten bucks on Amazon, and I bought it because fuck you, I like that movie. <laughs> I don't care what anybody I else still said. Still want to see it. I mean, it got panned universally pretty much. Oh but yeah. I still want to see it. Yeah, the critics fucking hated it, but I still think it was really good. Um, for for a video game movie, I think it was pretty fucking good. So nice. I don't care what anybody says. Um, but yeah, it, this is a really cool game, and I'm I'm kind of excited that it's it's coming to the PS4 and the Vita, um, and it's pretty cheap. I mean, it's seven ninety nine, which sure. is I you know I'm glad it wasn't like ten or fifteen bucks. So. Um, that's fine. That's a good price for it, I think. Um, and it's a fun game. So, what do you think about, especially on PS4, uh, in terms of controlling the game? Like, do you think that it's going to translate correctly? Because obviously, on Vita, you would think that it's going to be touchscreen, like it is an iPad. Probably, yeah. I think I think it'll be better on PS4 than the Vita. Actually, okay. I hate to say it, but I, I think it will be because. Um, on the Vita, the screen is small compared to the iPad. Um, I mean, that being said, you you can play it on your. Can you play it on your phone? Hang on, let me double check. I would I would assume you can. Well, you never know. I mean, some of those games they they decide no, it's oh yeah, it is on my phone. Okay, yeah. There you go. So you can play it on your phone. Um, I think it's better on a bigger screen. Um, just. Because of what it looks like and everything, um, but I, the controls are fine. I mean, it's it's touchscreen, but like I said, you're literally you have black lines painted on the ground, um, straight lines painted on the ground, and you have these little little markers right. showing you can move from where you are to this marker, then to this marker, then to this. And then you get to an area where you can either go straight or right, and you have to choose, you know, which way you're going to go. But you can see the whole setup right from the start. It's not like it's all a surprise as you get there. You can see everything right from the start. They, sh- they should so, add a mod to it so that you can go old school on it and, and actually put in, like, uh, turtle graphics commands, like right 90 and <laughs> <laughs> forward 30. Yeah, it's cool though. Uh, I think it'll be fine on on the PlayStation Four. Um, the, there's no reason it it wouldn't work with uh, the sticks. Um, sure. So, and I think it's better on the big screen. I mean, I don't know if it's cross. Oh, oh, it is cross by and cross save. Nice. That is cool. And it has a platinum trophy. Holy shit! Jeez, trophy yo. Hang on a second. I have to edit this post as I'm saying. (laughs) Because, hey there, writers. Cross buy and cross save are capitalized. Cross and buy are both capitalized. Cross and save are capitalized. Oh, boy. Way to go, guys. We had Josh in a good mood until now. Thanks a lot. Just want to get it right. Just want to make sure that we're getting these right. That is the way things are. Um, so, yeah. It's cool. Um, it's a fun game, though. I like it. Cool. So, and I'm going to be picking it up again. I mean, I, I actually play it on my iPad. So 
Nice. Uh, I like the idea of having it on the giant screen on my TV and being able to play it again. Yeah, it's a very clean art style, so it looks like yeah. it translate pretty well. Yeah, I love. I just that and the Lara Croft one. I just love the way they look for some reason. They they just something in it just grabs me, and it's it's I love it. <laughs> it's nice. so cool. So yeah, cool. Yep. All right, uh, what we're playing and stuff. You want to start? Mm-hmm. You want me to start? Uh, I could start. That's okay. fine. Um, if I get everything right. <laughs> That's the question here. Okay. Uh, so I played Skylander Superchargers. Wow. For a little bit. All right. Um, some braces and stuff again. Uh, I usually wait for the kid to play like full mission stuff. Sure. Um, but not always. <laughs> um, I played Back to Bed, um, which it's weird, man. <laughs> which, which one's Back to Bed? That's the one where the guy is sleepwalking, and you're the dog with like the human face. Oh yeah, and you have to kind of guide him. Yeah, um, Keith reviewed it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, the arts, the art style on that is amazing <laughs> um it really is uh i played that for a little while um it's just it's funky but i was playing it while i was laying in bed and falling asleep so i was like all right i gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> um i did get to play some of firewatch on the ps4 oh okay so i could finally see it and see you know how how it was sure. um the funny thing is, as I went through the beginning and I was like, oh, yeah, I was the asshole here, so I'm going to be the nice guy here. And then as I started going through the questions, I was like, oh, I mixed up a lot of the questions <laughs> on there because I was like an asshole on one. Then I was nice on another. And then I was I'm like, oh, shit. Oops. <laughs> um, but I could already see some minor changes, minor changes sure. um, just based on the different stuff I said. Um so that was kind of cool. I, I didn't get too far into it. Um, I think I played, no, I played right to where, um, well, essentially that, that first time you leave your tower and then have to come back to your tower. Right. Right. And stuff has happened. Yes. stuff has <laughs> That's happened. all I'll say. Um, <laughs> I played Layers of Fear. Okay. Completely, beginning to end. No shit. Yeah. Okay. I just, I sat, did it all in one shot because I was like, I just, I have to get through this or I'm not coming back to it. So <laughs> let me just play it and finish it and be done with it. Okay. So I did that. I'll review that. I'll talk about that later. All right. Um, I played Whoa Dave for a little bit. Whoa Dave. Because, and I didn't play it with Mason. He saw it up on the on the um, the bar on the PS4. Um, the tiles. It was sitting there. It was one of the games. He's like, "What's that game?" <laughs> and I said, "That's Whoa, Dave. It's like the Atari games, right?" He said, "It looks just like that." And I said, "Yeah, it yeah, does, yeah. doesn't it?" <laughs> um, so I didn't want to play it because I was like, "It's a tough fucking game." <laughs> it is. It's, <laughs> it's just it's not easy. 
Yeah, it's really hard. So I just, I let it go. Um, we actually sat down with, oh yeah, did you, did you see my, my Periscope, man? I, no, I took a part because, all right, so I got my new controllers, my new 2600 controller and all that. So right. we could play. So Mason and I could play. Um, and we did, we played combat. Nice. Um, we played, oh, now these I don't have. Um, well, I'll figure that out in a minute, but, <laughs> but essentially, uh, we played a bunch of the games, which was really cool because mm-hmm. the, the joysticks work beautifully. Nice. Um, they're just fantastic. So he wanted to play hockey. He's like, is there a hockey game? Yes, there is. And There's said, real sports hockey too, I think. Well, I, I told him that the only one I had was the video Olympics. There's hockey in that. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you, which is basically Pong. Right. Um, but you have to use the paddles. Oh. And my paddles are broken. They're all jiggy when you, when you try to move them. It, it shakes and shimmies and it's all over the screen. You can't really control it all that well. Sure. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, we can't really play that. So I looked at the 7,800 cartridges i'm like maybe there's one <gasps> we have hat trick uh. <laughs> so i put in hat trick and we started playing that and he was having so much fun with that nice um we played that for a while we played donkey kong jr on the 7800 nice. um we played he wanted a helicopter game too well, um chop yo well yeah that's what i was thinking i i couldn't find Choplifter. i have it apparently, but I couldn't find it, mm. um, which makes no sense because they're all right there. Yeah. Uh, but I found Super Huey. Oh, yeah. Super Huey, U-H-I-X. Uh, and I was like, oh, look, there, because it's a big, beautiful picture of a helicopter on the label. Sure. I'm like, here's a helicopter game, and I plug it in. It's like first person, you're in the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we're inside it, and we're flying. And he's like, okay, and he's he's flying it. And he's like, hey, can I turn? And he's like spinning the, the 7800 joystick, mm-hmm. like physically twisting it. Oh, like actually. You can, <laughs> like you can spin the, you know, not move it left, right, See, up and down. Dual shock totally spoiled him. You can actually physically spin it. And he's like, is that doing it? I was like, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> he's like, but I can do that. I'm like, yeah, you can do that, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't affect anything. <laughs> um, but he played that for a little while. He thought that was kind of cool. Um, nice. I showed him Super Pac-Man. Okay. He thought that was cool when Pac-Man got really big. Sure. Uh, that's a homebrew that that some guy did, and oh, it's okay. it's the freaking arcade game. It uh-huh. is exactly the same thing. It's awesome. We used to play that um, a lot at the little arcade in North Fond du Lac when I was growing up. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the ones I really enjoyed. Um, and then I've by the same guy, he did a homebrew called the Pac Man Collection. Okay, which has Pac Man, um, Puck Man, uh, Hangley Man. Ultra Pac-Man. Wow. Uh, Ms. Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Attack, a whole bunch of different things. Jeez. Um, yeah, so I played a little bit of regular Pac-Man. I played a little bit of Ms. Pac-Man. Okay. Um, and the funny thing is, he we were in the basement the other night, and I was downloading Plants vs. Zombies. Um, and 
he was looking at the Xbox. He picked up the controller. He's like, Daddy, this controller is so old. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It's brand new. He's like, but it doesn't look like that. And he picked up the DualShock. And he's like, it doesn't look like this one. I said, because it's a different system. <laughs> he's like, but it's so old. <laughs> you, you should have brought out the original Xbox controller, oh except gosh. he wouldn't be able to lift that behemoth. It's, it's the size of his head. Yeah. Um, so I was explaining it to him, and then I showed him. I said, well, here, look. Here's some of the games. I, I'm flipping through the games, and he saw Pac-Man. He's like, we have that. And I said, yeah. I said, here, look. I said, look at Ms. Pac-Man. Remember we were playing that on the on the Atari? He's like, yeah. I said, this is what it looked like, exactly what it looked like in the arcade. And I turned it on. He was like, wow. <laughs> he's like, he, he's, he knows the ghost names and everything now. And, yeah, he was getting into that. Um so I played that for a little bit. Uh, the 2600, we were playing combat a lot. Um, we played a couple other ones on there. Uh, but damn it, I have so many freaking 2600 games. I can't even think of what they were. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to scroll through my list here. Uh, but the paddles. Sure. So I looked on Best Electronics. Thought, oh, I can get paddle, and I know they did the upgrades for the paddles too. They don't have them right now; they're out of stock. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then I thought about it. I thought maybe I could fix them. So I quickly looked online, and there was a video: take this apart, take do this, unscrew this, take physically take the whole thing apart. Sure, get in there and uh, use some isopropyl and clean up this part. Okay. And that should fix it. And I was like, really? It's that simple, huh? I wouldn't doubt it. So I periscoped bits and pieces of it because I, I periscoped the beginning of it, but then I needed both hands to physically take it all apart. Well, that's and, what you got the kid for. He can be the cameraman. No. It'd be like an I, MTV shoot where the camera keeps moving all over the place. That was a big thing. Like I was trying to do this while he was taking a bath. Oh. Because I didn't want him getting in there when Losing all this apart. stuff was, but of course I got one done and he came down and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm <laughs> fixing them. And then he wanted to see it. So I showed him and he was playing with all the pieces and everything. And I'm like, okay, but just be careful with this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so when were you doing this cool. on like Saturday or something? Oh, I don't remember what day it was. It was one of, it was like one of the weeknights, like oh. Thursday or Friday, no, Wednesday or Thursday night, something okay. like that. Um, so I took the whole thing apart, you know, there it's one plug, you know, one plug into the system, but two cords come out of it. So you have two paddles, right? Right. So that you could essentially plug in four paddles into the system, right? um, because they always had like two plugs for two controllers. So, um, I only have the two, uh, you know, on the one plug. So I took one apart and I said, all right going to try to fix this if and then i'll i'll take it upstairs and i'll see if that works if that works then i'll do the other one sure <laughs> you know makes sense just in case i fuck something up or break something um and of course when i was trying to get it open i couldn't get this piece off and i snapped a little plastic piece inside oh. and i didn't notice it at first but when Mason came down, he's like, what's this? And I was like, what? That's a piece. Uh-oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then i looked i'm like, oh, i broke that. And he's like, you broke it. 
He's like, well, you could just glue it, right? And I was like, you know what? Yes, I can. <laughs> I said, let's go get the crazy glue. So we came down and got the glue and everything. And I, I glued it back together. It seems like it's fine in there. But cool. um, but the crazy thing is, I, I said, because when I, when I took it apart, like black junk just dropped out of it. All over. It was a paper towel. And I laughed about it. My wife was like, what? I said, look. And she's like, ew. <laughs> I said, this thing probably has not been, well, I know it hasn't been. It hasn't been opened or cleaned since it was made. Sure. Probably about 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, so, I mean, considering it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but I cleaned up the parts and everything and put it all back together. Works perfect. Nice. Did the other one. Perfect. Nice. So I was like, all right, now we have paddles. So I started playing breakout because <laughs> nice. I just couldn't, I was like, oh, breakout. And I felt like I was a little kid again. Heck yeah. Cause that was one of the first games we had. We had, um, the first two we got, you know, everything, it came with combat. Everybody had combat, oh, yeah. but we got, uh, breakout as well, because that was the one that my dad had played in the arcades. Ah, you know? there you go. So he was like, wow, we can have that at home. And he bought that mainly for him, but my brother and I dominated that <laughs> game like crazy. So I was having so much fun with that. And then I was playing the variants of it where you can s- sort of control the ball. You can influence it a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the ones where um, it'll go straight through all the bricks. It'll just right through them yep, and yep. all the way right back and again and everything. Oh, so much fun. <laughs> I loved it. So, yeah, I got a lot of that in. Uh, a lot of the 2600 stuff. Um and it's fun because he's doing different stuff every night. Like one or two nights he'll want to play that. He wanted to bring his hockey stick home from because it's been in Brooklyn for a while. And the last two nights all he wanted to do was play that. Um, so he's been all excited. He came down twice while we were recording with Christian yeah, because mommy doesn't know how to play. She's not good. That's what he kept saying. And I'm like, I'll play with you tomorrow night. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I tried to play a little bit more of Lego Ninjago Ronin, uh, Shadow Ronin. I think it is whichever one it is. Um, but I fell asleep <laughs> because I realized I don't I don't know where they went. I took a bunch of screenshots of this for the review and I don't know where they are. I looked at my memory cards. I can't find, maybe they were on that 64 gig card that died. Ah, uh, maybe. Um, because I can't find them anywhere. I, I found like five, uh, screenshots and they're terrible. They're like, <laughs> I, I don't know when I took those or where they came from, but that's all I found. And I took a ton. Oh, wow. So I'm like, shit. I have to go back and get some screenshots and you know, I took a couple, but then I fell asleep and I was like, all right, I, I, I need to sit down at some point and actually play this sure. um, and get some good screenshots. So, uh, I need to do that. Um, and I watched weaponized, um, which is a movie. <laughs> it is on Blu-ray. It is on Blu-ray. 
Yeah, that's that's about what I can say of it. Um, wait, let me see what their description is. Terrorism and biomechanical weapons clash with this white knuckle stunt fueled film with an all star action cast. It's got Tom Sizemore, Mickey Rourke. Yes. Well, yeah, they they spent all their money on names, not so much on sets or <laughs> scripts or anything else. <laughs> um, Blu-ray, DVD, digital HD, March 1st. So I will review that. Uh, so after I watched that, um, I felt dirty. Now, I, I, I needed something. I needed... You're kind of I giving said, this away a little bit, uh, No, I, I said I need to see a really good movie. A really good movie now. Sure. So what should I watch? And I kind of skimmed through the shelves. And I was like... I thought, you know what? This could be interesting. And I watched Dial M for Murderousness. Um, no, Dial M for Murder. I was going to say, Hitchcock. what the fuck? <laughs> That's, uh, Dial M for Murderousness was a, a Troy McClure film. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but no, I watched the Hitchcock Dial M for Murder. Nice. Um, the 3D version. Oh. Yeah. All right. Um, have you ever seen that? Yeah, Ray Milan, Grace Kelly. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> Which, it's a crazy movie. My, it's fantastic. It's yeah. it's an amazing movie. My favorite part of it, though, is and I'd forgotten. You know, they, they come in and you start to see the characters, and the husband, like two minutes in, you finally get a good look at his face. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot. It's Sire Yuri from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because he's got the same exact face. He, I mean, he's obviously 30 years younger, 40 years younger, however old that movie is. Yeah. Uh, but it's him. It's absolutely him. It's so funny to see him. It was mid-50s. Um, I remember that. But yeah, the the 3D, it's not great. Um, well, do you actually I mean, have anaglyph glasses or did they convert it? No, 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 no. They converted it to proper 3D. Oh, okay. Because I so think watch it was it anaglyph in theaters back then. I'm not sure, but where it's the red and blue? Mm, I, I don't, thought it I was. I don't think it was. Okay. I've never it seen was. it in 3D, but I thought I thought that might have been. I don't remember that. No. This one, I don't think it was. I think it was like proper 3D. Oh. Um, but it's, I mean, it's from 1955 so it's 3d from 1955 um they did what they could to you know clean it up and make it work but um it's it's weird like the 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 titles pop out but (laughs) they're almost hard to watch they're almost hard to look at because they're there's something wrong with them (laughs) So when they came up on screen and they're big on the screen, I was like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, my eyes. Oh, whoa. I, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was hard to look at that. Um, There's a lot of ghosting that goes on Mm. um, with the 3D uh, in some scenes. You know, a lot of scenes it's, it's good and it's fine, but there are some scenes where there's ghosting with the characters. It's, it's pretty bad Um, every now and then. Um, but overall, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it it was kind of neat to see it in 3D and and you know see because that's how I shot it. Seen in a long time. Yeah, it's good though. 
it's, a, it's I mean, the movie itself is fantastic. It's Hitch, Hitchcock was such a goddamn master. Yeah, he was. And this one is. I, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. But if you want to see a really cool suspense thriller type movie, um, that'll just keep you guessing the whole way through. Oh yeah. Um, this is this is a movie to see. It's it's a fantastic Hitchcock movie. It really is. Um, so yeah. Um, that's what I saw and played. I think. Cool. All right. Uh, well, as I mentioned, I played. I've been playing Far Cry Primal. Uh, just that's actually kind of why we're. One of the reasons we're recording a day late this week is uh, it showed up yesterday. I had to go pick it up. Uh, I can't talk about it though. Uh, so the review will be up Monday morning, uh, which is a good sign, I guess, since it's not Tuesday at noon or something like that. Uh, so it goes up very early on, on Monday morning. Uh, also played some more World of Tanks. Just pl- been playing it with the guys. I've. Gotten up to a tier six tank. I don't think I have a tier seven yet, but uh, we're still working on that. We've been helping some people get through, uh, you know, starting the game off in tier one, tier two. So uh, been keeping some tanks around for that. Uh, and then I bought a new Mad Cats TE2, the Chun Li stick uh, for PS4 and PC and PS3, um, mainly because so the stick that Scott Sauer uh, modded for me on PS3 it. They have this mod where you could actually use the stick on both an Xbox 360 and a PS3, which back then actually was pretty useful. The problem is it was easier to mod the, the Xbox 360 sticks. So that stick will not work on PS4 with the, with the different drivers. Uh, with I can't remember what they're called, the, the whatever lab drivers, the guys that made... Um, God, I can't even think of the game right now. Um so it never worked for me. So I have a PS3 stick that's it's a hoary. It's a very baseline stick, and I just decided, you know, I want a proper PS4 stick because Street Fighter V obviously came out today, and you know I've got Injustice and I've got Mortal Kombat X and some other fighting games on PS4 already. So uh, pick that up, man. I, I just love the design now. Um, I, I've been messing with it a little bit more, and, and I'm going to buy an Octogate. I actually probably will order that tomorrow and it looks like there's actually somewhere inside the stick to store it even so just insanely crazy but played some ultra street fighter 4 on ps4 just to, to kind of use it i streamed it um so far really really impressed with it I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it i love the fact that it has sandwa parts in it right away so it's it feels great just loving it uh more rocket league so the good news is the patch hit for Rocket League and the PS Nation flag is back in the game. And they yeah. released another emergency patch like yesterday. I'm like, oh no! So after I patched it, our, our flag was still there. So it actually survived a patch. So that was a good sign. <laughs> uh, but Yay. it's cool. They, they, you know, it was a pretty major release. They have the new uh, Rocket League uh, labs, they call it where uh, the community can actually create different arenas and stuff. So haven't messed with that yet. It's on my list of things to do. I just haven't gotten to it yet because I've been working on review stuff and moving and everything. So, um, And then, like I, like I mentioned with Christian, I've been playing a lot more MLB 15 the show, um, working on my, my third row to the show character that I've had in, in, this, in this year. Uh, he's got to be in his... I think the year is 2024 I'm in right now, so he's getting up there, but... Uh, playing for the Red Sox right now. We actually got the World Series last the last season, and totally botched it in the uh, in the World Series. So, 
Uh, on to the next season right now. Uh, I'm going to take a, you know, I have to take a few days off of that because I'm working on Far Cry Primal, but I really am working on trying to get that guy finished. And the reason being, <clears throat> I was talking about this on the stream the other day, because I've always said, you know, it's kind of silly that I'm trying to get this guy retired before 16 comes out because I can transfer it. Well, the problem that I'm kind of faced with is that for the review, I already know that the transfer is easy. Because that's what I did when I first got 15 for review. I did a transfer right away. And, I mean, it's like a snap of the fingers. It's done. Unless they screwed it up this year. I doubt that. <laughs> so but I'll try it, obviously. But the thing is, I haven't done, for the review, I haven't done a true character creation. So I want to make sure I do that this year for the review. And, and that's kind of why I'm pushing to get this guy done. Uh, so it's it's, man, the game is so good. I, I can't really imagine how much better things are going to be this year and then i look through all the stuff they've changed and wrote of the show actually it seems like they've made some pretty not like a ton of changes but some very succinct changes and and i'm i'm just intrigued as hell to see all the stuff especially now that we're gonna have classic stadiums in the game again so uh, i'm excited for that big time i went to play that the other night yeah and um I don't know what happened. I, I guess the oh, I was upstairs. I was I was going to bed, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll play through some more of that. And <laughs> the disc wasn't up there, so uh-huh. I gave up. I just didn't. I wasn't going to come down and find it. I forgot. I did play Madden. I finished my season. <sighs> I finished at thirteen and three. God, I'm fucking rocking, man. I it's I don't know what the deal is, and e- everybody in this online franchise, the connected franchise we're doing, is kind of laughing about it. But the game hates me. <laughs> like I've streamed every game I've played, mm-hmm. and the amount of bullshit that has happened to me. Like I think I mentioned it last week, where it was between plays, and all of a sudden one of my computer players just decided, "Oh, I'm going to walk a lot uh, uh, across the line of scrimmage while the other team's in their huddle." And get an offsides play on a key, uh, on a critical drive that they that they had. I was on defense. On a critical drive, just walks across, gets a, gets a, uh, a ten yard penalty or five yard penalty, and gets them a first down automatically. <laughs> and there's nothing I could do to stop it. But shit like that is happening to me in every game. And this week we were, I was playing Dave, and I don't know whose connection was fucked up or if their servers were bad or something, but the game was literally pausing on us while we were playing. And, yeah, I lost my ass. So I don't know if somebody at at, at the developer just doesn't like the Packers and made sure that they're shit, because I don't have any running game whatsoever, which the Packers <laughs> didn't either very much, but I have it on video. Like, I have blockers that run right past guys. They don't even block. I mean, it's it's I, absurd. It, it's... It's literally like there's a, a dice roll every time, and there's no AI in the game at all. It's just a dice roll with every every move that, that's made. I don't know. I see. I'm playing as the Eagles, and apparently, um, Chip Kelly is a terrible coach because I got Demarco Murray broke the all season all the season rushing record essentially yeah. <laughs> in the thirteenth in the sixteenth game. Um, in that final game, I broke the record, but. He was averaging like six or seven yards per carry. Yeah. Um, because I could just I and I was running. I I was doing a lot of running plays because yeah I, I could I could get those blocks and I could get them open. And I could just tear straight down the field. Oh, yeah. It was. I see other guys great. with a running game. I see other guys in the league with a running game. Is we've all been kind of streaming the games, but I 
I can't make anything happen at all. <laughs> so it's it. I I I'm not kidding. I was hovering over the leave leave the league option. <laughs> I I don't. It's not even fun. I'm not having fun. I hate it. I hate every second of that game right now. So yeah, I don't know. I've as I've said many a time in the last few weeks. Fuck Madden. <laughs> I, I, I'm so pissed off about it. Uh, and then EA had a double XP weekend last weekend for both Battlefield 4 and Star Wars Battlefront. So uh, Stoffinator and I and a couple other people randomly, uh, we got on and played some Battlefront. Um, again, it's stupid because you can only partner up with one person. Uh, so you don't have a squad system like in Battlefield. You have a partner. So to try to get... I, like Palmer was going to come out and play with us for a while. And there was no way that we could go as a group of three into the game. So Stoffenheiter and I had to um, had to get into the game, and then Palmer had to try to join on us from the party, the PS4 party. But then the way that they, they don't have a server browser at all, so you have to do matchmaking, and the matchmaking tells you point blank on the screen, looking for an almost full server. So when we get in, we get, we get into a full server all of a sudden, and then Ben Palmer has to sit in a, in a queue. So the type of game that we always want to play with people, and they're actually making a physical attempt to not let you play with more than one person that you know. Hmm. So, uh, But the game is so good. I mean, it's, it's so well done, and it's great. And we had a blast with it. We played it for hours, and I went up like five ranks, and... Uh, and then I was, I was all excited because I unlocked, uh, Chewbacca's bowcaster. And then I realized it's absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I would charge it. It's a charge weapon. See, I charged it all the way up, hit a guy in the head, still didn't kill him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me when I can take, uh, their little sniper rifle and get one headshot and kill somebody. So I, oh, I was just so frustrated. But it's a, it, we had a blast with it. We really did. We played uh, the, their, ver, their version of ca- uh, Capture the Flag. We played um, the Walker Assault. And we had a blast with it. It's, it's a lot of fun to play. It's just those key little things that just piss you off that you can only play with one other person uh, as a team. You know, and it, uh, So frustrating. But that game really does need some new content. I mean, they, all they've done is Battle of Jakku. And that came out two weeks after the game came out. Uh, it really does need additional content soon. It's getting yeah. kind of frustrating. Uh, and then, so I've been talking about for a while, uh, finally did it. Uh, so the the PS4 that I have here at Rocks is the one that I tested with uh, the one terabyte hybrid drive, which has a little bit of an SSD in there, but it's a regular hard drive as well. Uh, because a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to make everything so much faster and blah, blah, blah. So a long time ago, I put the hybrid in. And like you'll see every now and then, like in Destiny, I'll get in about two seconds before somebody else. That was about it. It really just wasn't r- worth it. It wasn't worth the extra money the hybrid costs. And also, it's only a one terabyte drive. It's not two terabytes. So I finally got to the point where I'm like, all right, I need to replace this, put a two terabyte drive in because I-, I want the additional space. I was cleaning the fridge all the time on this one and... It was time to do it. Well, the uh, the PS4 on when it I think hit version firmware version three got a backup utility, which wasn't available when I made that video originally. And I, I kind of talked about maybe I'll make a new video and et cetera, et cetera. So I did the backup utility just to try it out. So mm-hmm. 
Very easy to do, and I'm not going to make a new video. I'm going to tell everybody right now that I'm not going to make a new video. There's no point. Because literally, it like <clears throat> it's the same process as before. It's just before you take the old hard drive out, you run a backup. After you get the hard drive all set up, the new one, you get it set up, you get into your PS4, you log in, you do a restore. That's the only difference. <clears throat> so, like the PS3, though, so I had about... Let's just say roughly 800 gig of data on the hard drive on the PS4. To back it up over a USB 3.0 connection to a USB 3.0 drive took seven hours. So it's like the PS3, Mm -hmm. where it it completely encrypts one big package, one big archive file, and then it copies it over to the hard drive. So it's like the PS3. To restore it to the new two terabyte drive, and I don't know exactly because I let it run overnight. It was estimating 16 hours. But I think that's still less time than having to go in and re-download everything when you think about it. And it worked perfectly. Hmm. I Last night, after I got done playing Far Cry, I backed up all the screenshots I took to a USB drive. I... Um, made sure I, I copied my save file up to the cloud. And then I, I, I had already done the backup uh, yesterday morning. So the only thing I didn't have on that backup was Far Cry Primal, uh, the install and everything. So no big deal. <clears throat> uh, so I, uh, I, I started the restore last night before I went to bed. By the time I got here from work, it was all done. I turned it on and everything is there. All my games are there. The licensing is there. I just, I just went in and activated it as a, as a primary, and that was the only thing I had to do. And everything worked. So I'm, I'm very impressed. It's, it's a time-consuming process, but it's a lot less hassle, and I think you're saving time over going in and downloading, re-downloading all your games and all your DLC, especially if you're a Rock Band fan. When you have hundreds and hundreds of things to download, it's a lot easier. So it does work. I will say. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I talked about doing the new video. There's no reason. A couple of people have asked me on Twitter today. I'm like, it's just when you, when you get logged into the PS4, plug the USB drive in, say restore and let it sit for a day <laughs> or 16 hours or however long it is. Uh, it, that's all you got to do. Once it's restored, the system will shut off. You bring it back up and boom, you're gone. Boom goes the dynamite. Mm-hmm. So, uh, then watched uh, watched completely through the IT crowd again because mm. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And then uh, there's a show that Mark turned me on to, which is hilarious. That Mark is the one that turned me on to it. Uh, a, a show called Blue Mountain State that was on Spike for I think three or four seasons. But a college football team, the show's hilarious, uh, and we watched a bunch of it a few years ago and stuff. Well, the maker, the, the show ended really abruptly. It was just a weird ending, too. All of a sudden, uh, I want to say like a year or two ago, they started talking about doing like a Kickstarter or something to do a movie. And I didn't back or anything, but I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, all of a sudden, I'm looking at something the other day, and the movie's out. It's on Amazon. You can stream it. I'm like, what the, what? What? So I, I texted Mark and I said, hey, the movie's out. Do we want to watch it? And he's freaking out. And it, again, it's funny because it's about a sports team. And that yeah. Mark is in uh, But it's that funny. It, the show's hilarious. 
So I started watching through the show again because I haven't watched it in a long time. So I'm through uh, a season and a half right now. And the show's hysterical. It's up on Netflix. It's just, it's awesome. So I'm hoping to maybe get through the rest of it before uh, I'm going over to Mark's on Friday and we're going to rent it. Because uh, you can't buy it on Blu-ray or anything. It's just streamed. So we're going to watch it on Friday night, hopefully. Uh, but if you haven't seen the show, it's it's really, really funny. Uh, it gets a little raunchy. It's funny because uh, uh, Mark's wife hates it. She despises the show. Uh, and she's usually into a lot of funny stuff and everything. She's like, this is just college college frat humor. I don't like it. We're like, all right, bye. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, and then in the uh, in the in in line with watching Liam Neeson movies, I watched a, a Walk Among the Tombstones, which uh, I really liked. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was very good. And I don't know if you heard the rumor that they're going to try to get Liam Neeson to play Cable in the second Deadpool movie. <laughs> and if oh, also I watched Deadpool and it was fucking awesome. It was great. And I love that it already made $130 million and killed every opening weekend of every Marvel movie. Yeah. That's insane. So, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, even if you don't know the character that well or anything, go see it. It's so well written. Well, no, wait, I don't think it killed. It did. I don't think so. Yes, it did. There's, there's a, there was a chart that was put up. It did $130 million in the first weekend. Yeah, uh, the highest out of all the other ones was still in double digits for opening okay. weekend. I was reading something today from from some guy who was just praising it, and he had thing after thing after thing. the 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 biggest thing that it did was it was the highest rated. It was the highest money maker for an R rated movie, um, in a three day weekend or whatever. Well, um, I don't have it in front of me, but. They listed every one of them, and it in that in the one that I saw, it crushed all of them. Mm, I have to say, I, I I don't remember because, like I said, this this guy wrote like five thousand word article about it, and every single paragraph was, um, you know, it was the third highest this it was the first this it was the seventh highest if you go by this if it was the fifth highest if you go by that and he was listing so avengers was ahead of it in some category and then um it tied with another movie it tied with one of the matrix movies in another category and then it was like ninth in another category you know it was it was all over the place but in one of those crazy categories that he laid out one of the Avengers movies was ahead of it. I don't know which one. So, I'm just talking about against the other Marvel movies, not against the Matrix Reloaded, not against no, 300. But, yeah, I know. But I'm saying in, in his big list of all these different things, one of the Avengers movies was ahead of it in one of his tallies. I don't know what mm. what it was for, Was whether it was for a four-day weekend, whether it was for a three-day, whether it was for just Friday or whatever it was. Um, but one of the Avengers movies was ahead of it for something. I don't know mm. what, um, I wish I, it was some, something on Twitter, um, that I clicked through and I read this, I read halfway through it and I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I can't continue this because that's all it was, was literally every single paragraph was a breakdown of how it did in February, how it did 
on the third week in February, how it did as the highest or as an R rated movie, how it did in a three day weekend, how it did on a Friday, how it did on a Saturday, how it did, you know, he listed off every different crazy thing just saying, and that's what makes it the best movie ever. (laughs) Well, I mean, what's so impressive (laughs) to me about it is that it had such a low budget, including the fact that they had to apparently cut like 4 million, uh, out yeah. of the budget the week before they had that the, they started filming, yeah, and that low of budget and it still just turned out so damn good because it had such a strong script and such great performances, um, and, and the fact that they even called they called a lot of that stuff out in the movie itself. It's it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. I'm glad I walked down to see it. Oh, wait. Is this it? Hell, maybe it was Forbes. Uh, I don't know. I'll look through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, and even better, I keep hearing that Zoolander 2 is so atrocious that people are walking out of it. Because I hated the first one. <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh Second or third biggest non-sequel opening weekend. If you want to count the Avengers as a non-sequel, that's a coin toss. It's the third biggest non-sequel debut of all time behind the Avengers, which had 207 million. Hmm. Um, so the Avengers had 207 million in its opening weekend, um, which is a little bit more than 130 million. So actually, they said uh, opening weekend for Deadpool ended up being 150 million, <laughs> which is just behind the Hunger Games at 152 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, this is the thing. It's like paragraph after paragraph of biggest opening weekend for Ryan Reynolds, biggest February opening weekend, biggest R-rated Monday, biggest R-rated comic book superhero movie ever, biggest X-Men debut ever. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I come to this big mansion and I only ever see two X-Men. I guess we couldn't afford anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like Ant-Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> second biggest R rated comic book movie ever. Um, which was behind, uh, wanted, um, hmm. or actually wait, only Zack Snyder's 300 with $210 million gross stands in its way. And it will probably pass that one on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seventh biggest comic book superhero opening weekend. Uh, seventh biggest long holiday opening weekend. Eighth biggest non-summer opening weekend. <clears throat> For a movie that the lead had to take a pay cut to get it made. Yep. Uh, that no studio wanted to make. And they finally talked 20th Century Fox into doing it. Um, for... Something that was estimated to make $65 million and everybody thought it was toxic because it was rated R. <laughs> and it's just blowing everybody away. I just love the fact that they that this movie proved everybody wrong. That's the yeah. best part of it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's that's why this – and it's Forbes. That's why they wrote this article. They're, they're basically running down everything. It's The title of it is Deadpool, the box office records it broke and didn't break on its insane opening weekend. Yeah. 
And that's all it is, is paragraph after paragraph of every last thing that it did and where it sits within everything. It was, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I laughed out loud at it more than some legitimate comedies. Biggest opening weekend for a first time director. Yeah, that was the other thing, the guy that directed (laughs) it. Yep, his first feature film directorial credit. It was, I mean, you could tell bits and pieces that, you know, it was lower budget and everything, but it didn't matter because it was just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's it's worth it, folks. Like I said, I don't even know the character that much, but I loved it. So, highly recommended. Yep. Unlike the Wolverine movie, which they sewed his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for me. So I guess we'll take our break now. When uh, we come back, we'll talk about what's going on around PS Nation. Josh's review of Layers of Fear. Josh's review of Weaponized on Blu-ray. I'm sure that'll be interesting. Uh, Massive MGC update. uh, An email, and we'll get the hell out of here. So we'll be right back. back uh so before we get to the reviews obviously we have to do this very very special segment like we always do and it's all about josh telling us what's going on around ps nation yes all right so a couple of reviews went up just a couple (laughs) just one two three four Five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that happened. Um, TGI Sunday with Keith. Yeah, this a new banner. Sunday, this Sunday will be Fallout Four. Oh no, shit. Yes. Which should be interesting. Watching Keith playing Fallout Four. <laughs> Um, Matt loaned him his copy, ah. uh, mailed it to him and he has to send it back, uh, when the DLC drops around E3. So yeah, we just got that news today. He is going to stream the hell out of it. On nice. Sunday. So, all right. Everybody check that out. Which means for Keith, 25 minutes and then he'll well. get tired. <laughs> No, I think he'll. This it'll be an interesting uh, one to see. Um, speaking of streaming, Dave yeah. will be streaming Plants vs Zombies at eight Eastern on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights this week. Indeed. So three nights of Plants vs Zombies at eight Eastern 
everybody could see the single player modes and things like that that are going on in the game. So yeah. enjoy that uh, for reviews that went up. Nice. Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which is a really funky, weird game um, that you have two characters and they each control a different part of the spaceship. Right. Um, so it's very critical that, you know, if you want your shields, the one has to be running over to hold the shields. If you want to fire, the other one has to be running over to shoot. Uh, if you want to move, one of them has to move away from whatever they're doing to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be played co-op or it can be played solo. Um, but it's much more interesting co-op, couch co-op, and right. you're yelling at each other, telling you, move, 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 no, no, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, MJC did that review. Um, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, uh, which is a dungeon crawler sort of game, but it's a rhythm sort it's a, of yeah, game It's a rhythm <laughs> strategy dungeon crawler. Yeah. Uh, Ray did that one. Um, Assassin's Creed Chronicles India from Emra. Yeah. Which is a gorgeous looking game. Indeed. Um, I've been, I, I looked, these Chronicles ones have been getting generally mixed review, generally not so good reviews. Um, spoiler, Emra really liked it. And yeah. he loves Assassin's Creed. So um, I still want to get the full package of the three of them. Like, I don't know whether I want it on the Vita or the PS4 or whatever, because they're not cross by and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I would like to get that at some point because um, it looks like a, a neat take on everything. Um, then Stardust Vanguards went up. Uh, that one is weird. Um, <laughs> that one is a super fast, weird multiplayer game. Uh, another MJC review. Yeah. Um, it has sort of a retro eighties anime type style to parts of it, at least. Okay. Um, this war of mine, the little ones, from Keith. Yeah. Um, now, interesting thing here. I mean, not really going to spoil it. Well, I played but. it at PAX, too, and that was the one that I had a real hard time with. I'm going to spoil it. Well, this was a game. It's been on Steam forever. It's been on my Steam wish list. Yeah. And it's one of those things where every time it kind of went on sale, I was like, yeah, but nah, I'll wait. Nah, I don't know. Uh, and then I saw, oh, it's come to the PS4. So maybe I'll get it when it comes to the PS4. I don't know if I'll ever get it. And the funny thing is, it's one of these games that everybody loves. Yeah. Keith did not. Not in any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, And when I read his review, when I was editing the the thing and going through it, I fully understood why he didn't like it. And I thought to myself, I probably wouldn't like it for those same reasons. Yeah, yeah. and I I fully understand why he gave it the score he gave it. I mean, for his experience and for everything he explained of it, it deserved that score he gave it. Yeah. 
Um, it's that's a bit of an outlier compared to most of the other scores out there. There are a couple that reach right around where he scored it. Um, but it's one of those games that's generally praised. Um, but you know, I, I, I stopped short of reading all those other reviews. I just saw scores and things. Um, I would kind of be interested to see, you know, I read some summaries of some of those reviews and it seemed like they glossed over a lot of the stuff that Keith focused on, you know, that, that he found fault with. And it's one of the, I mean, it's about war and it's about, civilians it, trying yeah, it's to survive about the civilian in a side war. Of war. Yeah, civilians trying to survive in a war. And this one especially on the PS4 that you can throw kids into the mix. Yeah. And it just I understand I fully understand why he had problems with it. Um and I would probably have those same problems with it. Um and I'm surprised that more reviewers didn't really seem to have those problems with it. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting read. Um, especially if you're, uh, interested in that, that game. Um, it's, a, it's a different take, uh, than what you're typically hearing out there. And right. I kind of lean towards that one. I think, um, nitro plus blasters, heroines, infinite duel. Uh, that one is from Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a fighting game. Uh, a weird fighting game because it features a lot of characters that people here probably have never heard of. <laughs> exactly. Um, because it's a Japanese port. Um, and it's a lot of Japanese anime and, and stuff like that that never even came to the U S <laughs> right. So it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird, um, localization. It's cool. I mean, I, I love that all these crazy things get localized, but it's a weird choice for a localization because a lot of people probably don't even know who these characters are. Yeah. Um, so, that one is there. Um, Tachyon Project, uh, which is... I know nothing of that one. Yeah, Ray did that one and AIPD. And they're both uh, sort of twin-stick shooter, top-down... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. ...type things. And he was com- comparing both of them to Geometry Wars okay. and each other, essentially. Um, so those two reviews you can see, um, and try to get an idea of, you know, whether you would like either of them. If you like geometry wars, you might like one of these, if not both, um, he kind of reviews them in that sort of vein. Right. Um, King's quest chapter two, rubble without a cause from <laughs> Keith went up. <laughs> that was a game he despised Yeah, when he started playing it. Um, and uh, he loved the first chapter, despised the second chapter when he started playing it and said, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This, I hate this fucking game. And he put it aside for a couple of days. He wrote this in the review too. He put it aside for a couple of days, came back to it and fell into a groove and really enjoyed it. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's King's quest. It's there. Well, that was the funny part about it is you and I had played the original ones. Yeah. So our response was, yeah, it's King's quest. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it can be frustrating and it can be really, it can be really tough at times. Um, and I think he's kind of coming to grips with that and he's, he's kind of getting into the groove of it and understanding you know, where it gets frustrating, why it gets frustrating, and maybe, you know, just set it aside, let it just kind of work in the back of your brain and then come back to it and you'll probably be able to work your way through it. Yeah. Um, but he did end up really enjoying it in the end. So um, I'm glad he, he took some time and and really, you know, was able to give it a, a fair shake. Um Instead of just going, fuck that. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Uh, Rebel Galaxy. Which Ray um, was really excited for. Yep. Um, that one, it's an interesting review. I let him go with it. Um, I understood what he was trying to do with it. I don't know if I felt that he fully really explained the game to somebody who's like, okay, what's this game about? I mean, you, you get the sense of what the game's about, but do sure. you really get the sense of how it plays and is it really that good? Is it that bad? Is it problematic in places? He didn't get into that. He wrote it almost from a first person. I, I am actually in this world perspective. Um, it's a very different type of review. Sure. Um, but I got what he was, where he was going with it. And I, I just, said, all right, fine. And I just went with it. Um, but when I got to the end, I was like, wait, that was the end. Wait a second. <laughs> and then I had to go back through it again. I'm like, is that really enough? Does that really explain the game? And it does. Um, but yeah, so that's a very different review. If you want to read that. Cool. Um, and then if you want to sit down and read, uh, war and peace, uh, <laughs> Oh, Yakuza Jason's 5? Jason's Yakuza 5 review went up. Jeez. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's there. And that's all the reviews that went up. Cool. Um, there is, should I say what's very near on the horizon? Uh, that was that... coming up today? Sure. With graphics and everything? Sure. Um, Andy and Jason, uh, if they can figure out how to make the damn post, (laughs) yeah, they have decided to do a, well, they've already done it. Um, it's been sitting around, um, an RPG podcast, indeed, RPG focused RPG and some anime every now and then, um, kind of focused podcast. Uh, it's going to be called side quest. They have a pilot that they put together. It's yeah. not great quality and it's not, you know, they've said this is just kind of a pilot, kind of a test, a feeler. They're going to put it out there, see what people think. If they like it, they will continue with it um, and move on. And you people better like it because <laughs> all we've heard for nine years is you guys don't talk RPGs enough. Yeah. Now, now you're getting it. Um, you're getting and- an actual RPG podcast. And, you know, they spent a bunch of time making it. Chaz spent a bunch of time mocking up a thousand different logos for it. 
um, where I had in my mind what I wanted to do with it. Uh, and I couldn't quite get there with the um, font. I couldn't find the right font. And like the last kind of throwaway one, Chaz was like, oh, yeah, and how about this one too? And I looked at <laughs> it and I was like, that's the one. It's <laughs> like, there you go. So we got that. And then the banner, I had this idea in my mind for the banner because it's going to be the same exact banner everywhere. I cannot do a new banner every week. For right, them. right. <laughs> so it's going to be the same banner with just, you know, episode one, episode two, and title and all that. Right, right. Um, so I had this idea in my mind for the banner and I could not do it without sitting down and drawing it myself. And I don't have the time to draw it myself. Um, so I looked around and I found something that was, was not at all what I was looking for, but it fit, you know, it was another thing that I was like, okay, well that will work. That fits really well with this. And I layered that in and, you know, put the logo on it and sure. changed the font for, for everything down, you know, in the episode one and all that stuff or episode zero pilot is what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so Chaz did a lot of work. Andy and Jason did a lot of work. I did a lot of work cause now it has its own page and everything. So you guys better freaking like it. Yeah. <laughs> and they better freaking do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. So Yeah. So RPG nuts out there, listen to it and, you know, give them feedback. It'll, there'll be a forum post. Constructive um, feedback. Constructive We already feedback. know the audio quality is not where they want yes. it to be. Which we every post is still going to say, well, you just need to fix your audio. Well, you should, uh, do something about the audio. Maybe get a better yeah. microphone. We know. They're going to fix it. This is just a concept pilot. It will be fine. Yes. So please, um, feedback about content, that sort of thing. Yeah. Please. And especially, like, if, you know, if there's specific things you want them to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, throw that in there, too. Yeah. Because um, I think having a little side RPG-focused podcast would be good. I do, too. Uh, for us, you know, we don't talk about them enough. And the guys write a lot of the reviews, but it doesn't get brought up a whole lot on the podcast. So, right, because we don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. Well, because apparently I don't like them. Oh, gee. <laughs> Here we go. Andy. Let it go, Josh. <laughs> Call me out for shit I never said. Yeah, Let go ahead. Go. All right. Um, yeah, so that will be coming uh, hopefully sometime this week at sugar. I mean, it's everything set. At this I'm going to take a look at the draft after we're done with this and hopefully we'll get it up tomorrow morning. And all we need is the forum post to attach to it and we're yes. done. Yes. So it's, it's pretty much set at this yes. point. Um, so it should be up. Uh, and that's around PS station. Cool. For this week. All right. Review boy. Oh no. Again. Well. Okay. It's, I guess it's uh, your week. Uh, all right. So what are we doing first here? Let's do. Let's do the Blu-ray first. Okay. Let's switch it up. Let's do weaponized. We appenized. <laughs> we appenized. <laughs> we appenized. <laughs> we weaponized. We appenized. Uh. Yes. Okay. Um. <sighs> all right. Um. Near the end of the movie, mm-hmm. who 
Who said it? Um, Did somebody say uh, the words haven't been invented yet? No, one of the no. characters. Oh, oh, I know who it was. Because cause I love that he was in it. Um, uh, Michael Paré. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the tough... Yeah, this is... Like, people will know this one. He was the tough kid in uh, Ralph Hinckley's class in The Greatest American Hero. He was the leader of the the jerky kids in his class. <laughs> that um, is a Dennis Miller-esque reference right there. <laughs> he, that was the first place I saw him. Um, he was also Eddie in Eddie and the Cruisers. Yes. <laughs> Um, but I was just like, Oh crap, Michael Perret. This is awesome. Um, yeah, he has a line at the end of the movie where he, he looks at the main character and he goes, what the hell just happened here? (laughs) And when he said it, I literally, I'm sitting there watching this alone in the dark and out loud. I go, yeah, what the hell just happened here? I have no idea what the (laughs) fuck just happened in this movie. I'm so confused right now. Uh, um, so, okay. Uh, it starts out with, uh, Tom Sizemore, um, I guess in a brief stint, uh, away from rehab, uh, (laughs) (laughs) enough time to get this movie made, uh, in the probably week it was made. Yeah. Um, he, he, he's sitting at his large company, um, and he gets a phone call from his son, uh, who is apparently at the Pentagon. Of course. And at the end of the call, uh, he hears boom. And he's like, I, uh, did I, huh? He heard somebody say boom or he, no, he heard, heard he heard like a loud boom. Okay. And just as his son was saying, okay, bye dad. Boom. And he was like, what? Oh, uh, literally, literally. Boom. He's like, huh? And he looks up and the TV goes, we've just had reports of a large explosion at the Pentagon. I'm like, wow, that was was fucking TV news is right on it. (laughs) TV news is on it. Like the instant it happened. I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. This is where we're going. Mark on a Sega cartridge. (laughs) Like this, this is where this movie's going. Okay. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. Mickey Rourke is really bad in this movie. He's um, bad in a lot of things. He is, but but he's Mickey Rourke bad, bad so he gets yeah. away with it. Um, Johnny Messner is the main star of the movie. Which, um, that should be an indication of the quality of this movie. Yeah, uh, he. I don't know. He's. I mean, I, I hate doing this. I hate, cause I'm not an actor. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a director and I'm not a writer and I hate just bagging on stuff like this, but it deserves it sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, his acting is, uh, it's, it's good at times. And then it's not so good at other times. It's the choices he makes. Like yeah. he, his eyes bug out and he gets this weird look and I'm like, he looks psychotic and he's supposed to be like deep in thought or something like that. I guess I, from what they, from what the dialogue is. I, I don't know. Um, John Fu is, uh-huh. he's star of the upcoming CBS series rush hour. Um, wait, like the Jackie Chan movie rush hour. I guess. 
They're making it into no a TV show. Jesus, I guess. <laughs> um, but this guy, he's like the hacker guy. Of um, course, they have to have a hacker. So you, yeah, you've got the cop. Um, you've got the hacker guy. You've got the the scientist. You've is got there a the, tough woman cop too? No, no. Oh, not an underestimated woman cop. No, he has his he has his aged African American partner. Who's getting too old for this shit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and he's got the hot wife and the daughter, of course. Um, and and I, I guarantee one of them has to be a victim at some point, like gets kidnapped, maybe, or mm. or they're right next to where the next nuclear bomb is. No, but oh, there okay. is a, a major accident that happens. Ah, um, okay, that puts somebody in peril. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, and Michael Pere is like the chief of police or like their head of the whatever squad they're on. Um, it's never really fully explained. God. So this, this happens next year, essentially it's 2007, July, two, July 4th, 2017 is when the Pentagon gets all blowed up, uh, in this movie. Mm. Um, so because of that, Tom Sizemore and his company, they do some kind of super secret research and they're doing something, but we don't understand what. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to weaponize something. A people somehow. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to spoil stuff in this because it's nobody's going to watch this movie. This, um, this, this, this movie already sounds like something that, that's completely MST3K fodder. It is. And that's kind of the thing about it. Like they do all this stuff and it doesn't fully make sense. Um, Mickey Rourke's character calls the cop at 3 AM and says, you have to meet me in the park tomorrow because a murder has happened. This, this guy just completely went off and killed like a 20 people at this hotel. And the cops, grab him and when they're grabbing him he's like what just happened what just happened because you see him and he's standing talking to this girl and then he starts to get this kind of headache thing and then the next thing he knows the cops are like grabbing him and picking him up and he's confused as to what just happened yeah um mickey rourke says you know i can tell you what's going on here come meet me so he meets with him, gives him a thumb drive. He's like, you can't be seen with me. You know, they'll, they'll find out. Um, don't ever contact me again. So he tries to go into the thumb drive. He can't get into the files. So of course he goes to find Mickey Rourke again. He goes and finds him with his partner. Um, Mickey Rourke is now in a wheelchair. Okay. Um, can't get out of the wheelchair. That's a big thing in the movie is that he cannot get out of the wheelchair at all. Um, <laughs> until they weaponize them. Well, see, that's what makes no sense <laughs> because the weaponizing is, it has something to do with, you can transfer the consciousness of one person into the body of another mm-hmm. and then they take over their body. But if the guy's legs don't work, I don't care if you're a new consciousness, <laughs> you can't make the legs work. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my legs don't work. I, I'm completely baffled by this. That made no sense at all in the movie. Okay. The other thing that makes no sense is that's the whole crux of the movie. That's what Tom Sizemore is doing. He's he's created this thing where you can 
basically you capture somebody from ISIS um, and somehow you do something to him. You inject him with these nano nanobots that allow you to then send the consciousness of somebody else into him. And that's what they're doing. They're capturing these top leaders because of course you just kind of do that and get them back out into the field without anybody knowing they've been captured. Yeah. Uh, and then when they're sitting there in a group of all the top leaders and you happen to have a camera in there so you can see them all, uh, you send one of your guys into his head to then kill everybody and himself and you win. You know, that's how you beat terrorism. I, okay. Without sure. putting anybody at risk. For some reason, they have a gigantic robot sitting in his factory. Okay. <laughs> Just so that it can come to life at the end of the movie and start attacking the people that are trying to escape. There's no rhyme or reason to the giant robot. <laughs> it's completely baffling. The movie is just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. That's why I needed to cleanse my palate and watch something really good <laughs> after it. Um, it's so weird. Um, Literally, you know, what the hell just happened here? I don't know what the hell just happened yeah, here. Nobody I'm does. so confused by it. Like, I can I can go for a cool sci-fi thing, and I can go for a cool, you know, futuristic, okay, we can do this crazy technology. But it didn't make sense half the time. And yeah. it, it it wasn't fully explained half the time. You didn't even know what was going on. It it was it was just poorly written. Um and poorly edited and kind of poorly acted in parts. It was just not good all around. I mean, I'd probably give it like a four, four and a half. Maybe. Come on, give it a four, uh, four and a half. I think. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, four and a half. Cause Michael Perret's there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, I don't know. It wasn't that good. Yeah. And I had hopes for it. I thought, okay, this could be, you know, well, I, like some of the other movies I've, I've reviewed, like that Code Red, that zombie army movie, you know, and th those movies, they're bad, but they're decent bad. You know, they're watchable and they're like, okay, you know, right. they have a story and a plot and it makes sense, even though the acting is not necessarily that great. And you can see that it's very low budget and that's fine, but they play it off and they do well with it. And you know, it's not a great movie. It's not a good movie, but it's, <laughs> it's a passable movie. You can watch it and enjoy it. You know, you can just zone out to it. You can't even do that with this. I mean, there was a scene where Tom Sizemore is supposed to be on some battleship, I guess why he's on the battleship explaining to everybody civilians, apparently about okay. this great program they have where you can send your consciousness into the, into another guy. And that's our secret weapon. And let's, then this is how we're going to kill everybody. Why he's explaining that to a bunch of people on a freaking battleship uh. is beyond me, but it's supposed to be a huge crowd. And, you know, with low budget films, you get a couple people at the tables up near the front and you film in real tight. Yeah. 
they really didn't film that well and they didn't film in tight. And it was very clear that there were four people sitting there watching his speech (laughs) that he's supposed to be talking to like 500 people or whatever it is. It was very, very clear that nobody was there. They just filmed that so poorly. It was such a bad camera angle. I looked at it and thought, come on, I I can do better than that. I know how to film that kind of scene. How did these guys screw this up? So, yeah, it's that kind of movie. It's just... Sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... All right. On to maybe better things? Well... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Okay. Layers of Fear. Um, It's a horror game. Obviously. Obviously. Well, maybe not. You never know. Um... It's a horror game. Uh, it's about a painter. Uh, it's supposed to be, I guess, like in the 18th or 19th century. I, If it said that, I missed it. Um, the problem I had with it was a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the written stuff. Yeah. Sounds like it's today. Um, just in the way the dialogue is, is spoken or written. Um, in the word choices they use, I'm like, well, that just sounds like I said that. Right. <laughs> not, not like somebody from like 1896 said it, you know, I'm not expecting yay verily thus I go goest unto you. You know, I'm not expecting <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> but I'm not, it, I don't know. The, the dialogue was not what I expected. Um, so that's what I was baffled. Like through the whole thing, I'm like, wait, is this present day is this the past? when is this what is this supposed to be um it takes place in this old very old looking mansion um you're walking around all right i'll i'll lay it out here here's the problem i have with the game okay <laughs> um it relies a lot on jump scares and things like that oh uh, one of those games which I'm fine with, you know, it's, it's, they don't scare me though. And that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Like they happen and they take you by surprise. If somebody was sitting there watching me, this, this is what I was thinking as I was playing it. I got goosebumps each for most of the times those things happened. You know, I just had a physical reaction to it because it something jumped out at me. Um, but if you were sitting next to me and you were looking at me as you were pl- as I was playing it, you would not have any idea that I had any reaction whatsoever. <laughs> I my face didn't change. I did not jump. I did not move. I did not. I had no reaction whatsoever. I just kept going like yeah, whatever. You know, physically I got goosebumps every now and then, but that was it. Um, Jeez. The problem I have with the game and with games like this in general there really are no stakes in it because you cannot die. Right. You know, you're not going to die. You are the main character. You are the only character. And the point is to walk you down these corridors, open these doors. You know what it was? It was literally PT all over again. Ah, okay. Literally you are walking around 
corridors. And at one point you're literally walking around a circular corridor, like square circular corridor going around and around and around and around. I'm like, this is fucking PT all over again. This is the problem I have with PT is that I don't get scared with that because I know there's no, there's no stakes to it. I'm not going to die. Right. So I'd get to those points where down the hall, you see the creepy thing and you're supposed to be all like skittish. Like, I don't want to go down there. I don't want, I'm like, fuck that. It's it's not going to hurt me. Nothing's going to happen to me. I run right at it, (laughs) which you're not supposed to do in the game. You know, you're supposed to be backing away and being scared. I run right at it because I'm like, I just want to get through this because nothing is going to happen to me. You know, the thing is going to jump at me and it's going to be all weird psychedelic colors and it's going to be, and I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can we move on? (laughs) You know, for me, I I just don't get that. I'm, I'm saying I'm not going to trash this game because you know, it does what it does effectively. Sure. Just, it's not effective for me. Okay. Okay. Um, you walk down the halls and you know, the doors locked behind you. So you can't go back through the door, Oh yeah. but you'll enter a room and there's no door in there. And you're like, okay. And you turn back to where the door is and that door is gone. And you're Ooh. like, well now what the fuck, you know? So you have to turn around, turn around. Then suddenly a new door appears, but shit like that goes on all through the game mm. um, where it's just messing with you all through the game. There is a story there. Uh, you get hints of it all the way through. Um, it's okay. I mean, I thought I knew what the whole story was right when I started the game. Yeah. Um, and I kind of did. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I picked up on something or if it gave too much away or what it was about it. Um, but as they're dripping little parts of the story out, I'm like, yeah, I know I got that. <clears throat> Why? Is this a shock? Is this a surprise? What is this? I don't, um, there are little puzzles here and there, um, for you to try to figure out, to find things. Um, one of them is so completely convoluted. I have no idea how to figure it out. I don't know who could figure it out. Um, I'm not even going to say what it is. I'll just, maybe I'll find out if people did it or not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, for for that type of game, for that PT type of game, if you liked PT, you're probably going to like this a lot. Okay. It, it is exactly that type of game. Okay. Um, where it's got the creepy stuff going on and the, and the freaky things and the jump scares and the, you know, the very disturbing story and all that. Um, but it's just not my type of game. It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't feel any pressure in it. I don't feel any anxious moments. I don't feel any of that playing this type of game. And it's like with horror movies, you know, there are a lot of horror movies. Like when I was in my teens and twenties, I would go to horror movies and I'd be laughing. I'm like, this is absurd. Yeah. (laughs) And like, they didn't scare me. They didn't do anything for me until something like, um, uh, what was it that fuck that one that I loved? Um, uh, that was just out. Oh, um, follow me or whatever the, uh, it follows, it follows, which (laughs) 
was pretty cool. I saw like on a lot of year end things, everybody was like, this was a fantastic movie. I was like, okay. So I wasn't crazy. <laughs> People did like that one. Um, yeah, it follows. Um, that's the type of movie I like that psychological, like, holy shit. Like that's, there's something about that type of movie that I love. That's a yeah. great horror movie to me where something like Friday the 13th or, um, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or those, I'm just like, meh, meh. <laughs> I mean, they're so absurd for whatever reason. And this is the type of game where to me, it's just, yeah, it's absurd and it just doesn't scare me. Yeah. Um, cause there's really, there's no consequence to your actions. You sure. know, you're going to get through because it's just trying to get you to the end of the story. Yeah. Um, it actually has a lot of replay replayability in it mm. um, because there's a lot of stuff in there to find um, and you probably won't find it all. And it's interesting what it does when you get to the end. I'm not going to spoil that. There's something that it does when you get to the end. Um, but, you know, I, not for me, I don't like it, but yeah. for that type of game, those type of, People who like that type of game will probably like it a lot. I give it a 7.5, actually. Okay. Um, I mean, based on the type of game it is and the type of person that would like it, um, which is not me. (laughs) I don't like it. Not my type of game. Um, Just boring, kind of, to me. Um, Yeah. Because it it got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm in this room. Now I know I'm going to turn and something's going to jump at me. Oh, look, it jumped at me. You know, <laughs> I was, I was at that point in the game and I was like, I don't care. I just want to finish it because I want to see how it ends. I want to see where we're going with this whole thing. And I want to, you know, cause I was going to review it. I just want to see how it all ends. Sure. I hope that Keith does not listen to this <laughs> because <laughs> Keith is doing the written review. Oh, okay. And I really want to see what his take on this whole thing is. Um, because I don't know what he thought of PT. Um, so if he was really into PT, it'll be really interesting to see what he thinks of this. He'll probably love it. Sure. Um, so yeah, he'll have one way or another. It's probably going to be a very different review than mine was. Probably. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's a 7.5. We'll see what Keith gives it. Okay. Um, yeah. So the, the town I'm moving out of, Marshfield, mm-hmm. they posted something on uh, the, the – the, uh, they have a Torgo's Facebook – Torgo's leaving. Party, no, 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 party, no, 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 party. No. Oh, okay. This just makes me laugh because <laughs> it's a small town. It's like about eighteen to 20,000 people. This is something that was in the paper today. And they put it on their Facebook page. And I swear to God, I'm reading it right off of here. This is big news in Marshfield. 30 new parking spaces could be coming in, coming to downtown. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Freaking sweet. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Spaced Invaders. We got our new on-ramp. <laughs> so I just saw that and had a laugh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, MGC, let's talk about that really quick. Uh, so, number one, if you're coming to MGC and you want to do the Brewer game with us, you need to buy your tickets, like, now. Uh, I think there's only two or three left. But if 
you're interested and they're they're sold out, please email me immediately. Uh, just email podcast at psnation.com uh, because I think it's still early enough for us to maybe add some more tickets. So don't dawdle. I'm not bullshitting. Uh, it sounds like we're down to two or three tickets left. So uh, just letting everybody know. I did find out where our seats are, and they are really good. We're in what's called the Diamond Loge seats, Loge seats, which are second level, but they're right behind home plate and first and second row, basically. Mm. Yeah, so we got really kick-ass tickets this year. Uh, and also, anybody that went on the bus trip last year, the food is going to be better than we had last year. I already uh, took care of that, made sure that that was handled. Uh it's, it sounds like it's going to be a big time at MGC this year. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I, I Anybody that follows me on Twitter found out that – so I've been packing my house the last couple of weeks. And, you know, so I'm packing all my old systems. And I'm taking pictures of them and putting them up. And, like, all the prototype stuff I had for some of the older systems. And, you know, all the Jaguar games and the custom joystick I had built. And the rotary controller I had for Tempest. And, um I was putting up, like, you know, stuff we get for review early we used to get where it was just a silver disc, you know, and that sort of thing. So just got into the whole retro uh, juggernaut in my head where I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, it got so bad. And mind you, I'm trying not to buy anything right now because I'm boxing up the house. I don't need more shit. Hmm. I just don't. But I started looking at 3DOs on on eBay. Like what the? I didn't even like that system. I want to get one eventually if I can find it cheap enough because I'd like to have it in the collection, you know. But why the? F- That's how bad it got. I was looking at Jaguar games and I saw that Telegames is actually reprinting a couple of the CD titles, like Iron Soldier Two, which I really want. Uh, so I might actually get that instead. I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, oh my god. So doing all that, and uh, I, I'm just I'm seriously stoked for mgc this year um i don't know if i'll be moved into my new house by then because i have to find one still uh and i'm not going to really physically look for a new house until next week starting up but uh you know we'll see what happens but some people were asking like what's the deal with thursday night um and there is like no real deal for thursday night uh officially mgc is saturday and sunday uh friday we've got they've got like pre-registration there's some other events going on and we have the brewer game um, and people asking about, like, how do you buy the brewer tickets? When you go to MidwestGamingClassic.com and you buy the tickets for the weekend, when you hit next, there's an option for the brewer's tailgate party, and that's how you get the brewer tickets. Um, and again, get them. If, if, if you try to get them and they're gone, let me know. If we get enough people that say they want to get in on it still, I'll see what we can do and see if we can get some more tickets added. Because the bus we have, I think, can hold about 15 more people than we have tickets for. So just please let me know. Don't dawdle on it. It, it, it sold out way faster than last year, so, which is a good sign. Um, the one thing I need to bring up, though, and, and we talked about this, Josh and I talked about this, I think, last week, was the fact that somebody spilled a beer on a Primal Rage 2 prototype last year because Galloping Ghost uh, brings all these arcade machines into the VG Evo room. So because of that, beverages will not be allowed in the VG Evo room this year at all. Um, I've asked about like bottled water if you have a cap for it. They're going to try to find out. But as of right now, no beverages. Uh, we're still going to do the party on Saturday night, but we're going to block off where all the arcade machines are. So the arcade machines will not be 
available for the party on Saturday night, but we're making some other uh, arrangements right now so that we can have a projector in the room and we're going to set up some rock band or we'll set up some tower fall ascension or we'll set up whatever. And, uh, we'll have some other games in there. So, uh, it, it should be a good time still. Um, so I, I want to make sure we knew about that. Uh, but Thursday night, uh, we used to just go down the street to this place called the new Berlin ale house, which is a big bar restaurant that's at, at a bowling alley. <clears throat> and it's really good food. Because uh, it used to be where uh, uh, MGC was during March Madness. So we go down and watch some basketball games or whatever and just hang out and have a good time. Now, that's still a possibility. Uh, last year, we didn't do that. We went – actually, I think we did go there for a little bit. But we ended up going downtown in Milwaukee. And we had dinner at the um, at the Rock Bottom Brewery. And then they had trivia. So we ended up doing trivia. And then we went to another place, and then we came came back to the hotel. Uh, Thursday night is just kind of one of those things where if you're in town early, if you got there early, we'll go out and hang out. And it's a real, you know, really lax night, just kind of hanging out, having a few beers, hanging out, talking, whatever. Um, there's no official, like, plan for Thursday night. There never is. Uh, Friday is the brewery game. Uh, the bus leaves at 4 o'clock from the Sheraton. Uh, so please try to be there ahead of time. Like I said, we're going to make arrangements so that you can get your wristbands for the weekend before we go to the brewery game because the pre-registration and pickup is is when we're at the game. Um, even if you're not into baseball, though, you'll still have a good time. Uh, last year, a few of the guys didn't even make it out to the seats. They just went to the bar right away because uh, there's the TGI Fridays right at the stadium, and I guess they went up there and hung out. So <laughs> more power to y'all. Uh, but we do have really good seats this year. I'm freaking out. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday is the actual show and, um, do what you will after that. I don't know if we'll have any plans Sunday night or not. It kind of depends on my living situation. I think if I have a, a place by then, who knows, but yeah. So that's all I know right now. Um, bring money. There's a lot of cool stuff in the vendor area. Bring money. <laughs> Uh, you know, we can go out to lunch. We usually go over to like the mall or something for lunch. Oh God, I forgot Friday morning. Okay. So the last two years we kind of nerded out and went and saw movies together on Friday morning. First year, which was amazing was obviously uh, captain America, the winter soldier. We had a blast last year. We had a blast for a different reason, but last year was furious seven God damn it. So I started looking up movies that'll be out around the same time that MGC happens. Now, nothing nerdy is opening the weekend that we're there at all. But two weekends before that, Batman versus Superman. Hmm. God damn it. So it's either that or my big fat Greek wedding too. Batman versus Superman is coming out in March? Yes, it is. Holy shit. March 25th, I want to say. I thought it wasn't coming until the summer for some reason. No. Huh. No, that's Avenger, or uh, uh, <clears throat> that's Captain America's summer. Yeah. So I'll sit through it because I, I need to see it anyway so I can bitch. Because the more and more I see of it, the more and more I just shake my head. I think the action's going to be awesome. Zach, Zack Snyder knows how to do action. I think it's going to be great. But I, oh, God. So if you want to see Glenn in pain... Uh, let's plan on the movie. Obviously, we don't have movie times or anything else, but there's a theater right down the road, a great theater. They usually have a morning movie around 10 o'clock, so we'll go get breakfast at the Pancake House. We'll go to the movie Friday morning and hang out and nerd out a little bit and have a good time and probably piss off some old lady again. 
uh, like we did for Furious 7. So uh, that's kind of the plan right now. I'll, I'll, I'm going to start some forums, threads, uh, just one big thread for MGC pretty soon. Probably do that tomorrow. And we can start getting some conversations going. But uh, if you're going to MGC, you know, let us know in the forums. Just let us know you're coming uh, just so we can kind of plan on how many people we're going to have. And Because and, Dave's not going to be there with his van, so we got to try to figure out how we're going to get people around, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be – I'm man, I'm psyched. Especially just packing all my old systems. I, I got the fever. I got the fever. So, all right. Mm. Let's do the email. Okay. The email. Let's do the email. This one's from Pat, and the answer is no. Uh, um, it's, it's our buddy Pat from from Milwaukee. Well, we're ready. Uh, hello, boys. I'm curious if you're aware or think uh, somebody will have a presence at MG. No. <laughs> No. Uh, Sony will have a presence at MGC this year to demo VR. I no. would think this would be a great opportunity to show it off to a lot of gamers. For me, I'm not going to buy it unless I can try it for myself. Thanks, yeah, Pat. No. Yeah, no. They have to have somebody <laughs> manning that stuff all the time, and that costs money. And they're not going to do that. No. Um, Sony doesn't care that much about MGC unless I bug them. <laughs> yeah. That's, I just wanted to get that out there just so people are aware. that We had that one. Hopes up. Yeah, we had that one awesome year where we had all those Killzone t-shirts to give away. Yeah, and that was that it. Was they amazing. sent us shirts. They didn't. Nobody from Sony came. No, no. Nobody from Sony is coming to Milwaukee. They sent us. I think it was two pallets of shirts. Yeah, I remember Dan. Dan from MGC like texting me or calling me like, "Dude, you aren't going to believe what showed up." And he sent me a picture. I'm like, "Holy shit!" It was like fifteen hundred Killzone t-shirts or something. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, no. They're, no, they're not going to be there. No, um, Pat. No. So, Pat, his PSN ID is Cheddarhead. Yes. So, everybody get on there, friend him, and say no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to PAX East. I'm sure they'll have it there. Yeah, most likely. And yeah. more more than likely, I haven't looked at the date, but I, I'm pretty sure, once again, PAX East is the same exact goddamn weekend. Of course. Weekend. They, they're good at that. <sighs> they're dicks. <laughs> so... All right. Anything else, Josh? I think we're done, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next week, we'll uh, obviously be doing the review for uh, Far Cry Primal. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to talk about Street Fighter V a little bit. Uh, we do have the game for review, but there are a bunch of server issues, uh, apparently. I'm not sure about today, but they were having a lot yesterday. Uh, so Ray's doing that review, and hopefully, we'll have that posted sometime this week. But uh, again told Ray, don't post this until you know how the online stuff is. Cause that, especially with Street Fighter V, it sounds like it's very important because a lot of stuff is tied to the online servers. Yeah. Which, uh, damn it. Which seemed to be down and broken. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it wasn't that they were down. They were just... Broken. Four fucking waves of betas, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's frustrating. Well, if it was an Xbox exclusive, it would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Except Xbox Live got uh, got DDoS yesterday again. That's why it was down. Mm. Or it was two days ago, I think. I was trying to put my EA access code in, and I couldn't get on Xbox Live. And I t- I tweeted like, "Is Xbox Live down?" And uh, today we got we got some weird cryptic press release about the Xbox Live being DDoS uh, attacked. I I don't know if the people that did the DDoS attack have a PR firm. But the email made no sense. Hmm. Yeah, it was weird. So anyway, all right, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon, folks. Thanks very much for listening. 
Uh, get out there, play some games. Have a good one. Again, if you want to go to the Brewer game with us at MGC, please take care of that immediately. Do not dawdle. Uh, if you get on there and they're sold out, please let me know if you're still interested. If enough people do, we'll see if we can get some more tickets for the for the trip and get it taken care of. It's early enough that I think we can do it. So uh, please don't dawdle. And uh, hopefully we'll see everybody at MGC. Can't wait for it. Uh, so we'll talk to you next week. And again, thanks so much to Christian Phillips for taking the time to talk to us tonight. Yeah. It, was a, it was a blast. So, all right, we're out of here. Take it easy. Jump scare boo. Bye. <laughs> boo. Getting dark. It's getting dark when you have Miley Cyrus twerking like that. I don't judge. Justin Bieber, Lindsay Lohan, that's decadence and debauchery. Do you know what decadence and debauchery is? Let me hear y'all say decadence and debauchery. No, say it like me. Decadence and debauchery. Welcome to the school of Tracy Morgan. It happened to me. I met decadence and debauchery. When I got to Hollywood, they picked me up at the airport. And I'm not debauchery. They took me to a party at Prince House two days later. And it got weird after that. Because Prince is a freak. And, but I'm a weedy beedy bing bong freak. And it went down that night. Prince had a, a band, a full band in his living room and jamming and everything. And. Then they started playing Purple Rain and I took the bass guitar from the man. I don't even know how to play bass. It was Purple Rain, Purple Rain. And I was like, I'm going to change the song. Purple Rain. Anybody want to raise their hand? We partied hardy that night. You know Tracy Morgan, when I take my shirt off and the party just started. It's going down. And I woke up the next morning on his couch. And he was standing at the door, the front door with his wife with purple pajamas on. And he said, Tracy Morgan, get the fuck out. <laughs> what happened to the party? No, the party was over last week. I didn't even know you was in here. And I'm going out the front door. And as I got past him in the front door, I grabbed him by the back of his head. And I pulled his face close to me. And I said, my father loved when dubs cry. <laughs> I was gay for like three seconds. I was this close to his face. My tongue came out a little bit. I was... <laughs> me, decadence and debauchery, we riding in the highway that night. Going to my crib, the police pull us over. I said to the guy, are you stopping me? Because I'm the only black person in this car. He said, no, I'm stopping you because you got some cocaine right here on your nose. <laughs> we get to my crib. I got to go poop now. I got to go boo-boo now. <laughs>
Gotta go number two, but ain't no toilet paper in the bathroom. Decadence said, shit in the kitty litter. <laughs> so I did! And the stench came up and floated to the back of the house where my ex-wife was sleeping, like Scooby-Doo miss. <laughs> Hit her in the nose and all the nose hair sizzled out. And she jumped up and said, what the what? And she ran to the bathroom and she seen a pile of human doodle right there. And she said, who shit in the kitty litter? And Debauchery said, Lion see the cat did it. So I said, Snowball did it. She said, Snowball must have been a fucking mountain lion. I want a divorce, nigga. That's why I let Decadence and Debauchery go. Because was, I was heading for jail. And I ain't built for jail. Jail, if I ever went to prison, that'd probably be cool for like two weeks because of Saturday Night Live and 30 Rock and stuff. Damn, Tracy Morgan, man, you made me forget about my time for a little while. And I'm in my cell. After two weeks, I'm putting up pictures of my son. And some big bolo dude is standing in my jail cell door, playing with himself, humping air. My man. They done forgot my name, my man. What you doing in there? <laughs> I'm just hanging up pictures of my son. He's awesome. Wow, I see that. He looked just like you, my man. Same lips and everything. Thank you, man. Wow, he played baseball, huh? 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 Yeah, man, he's awesome. First baseman. Oh, I hear that. He's going to be the next King Griffey. <laughs> Dig this here. You ever had sex with a man before? <laughs> Two weeks later, I'm sitting on the end of some weight bench in a prison yard, putting box braids in another dude's. If you want your hair, buddy, you better stop playing handball. 